Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for having us. What a weekend. Some JLT. Oh, we finally got back. Finally I'm got excited. Back. Dom Sheed's about. Oh, loving life. Every time. I've got to get you early. got to get you early, Chris. Uh, so thank you very like much it. for having us. Um, let's start off. We're going to go with our socials. So we are on Facebook. So facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. And uh, Twitter, we are SC underscore Insider underscore. And on Twitch, Chris? Uh, we are uh, twitch.tv forward slash SC underscore insider. Wonderful. And uh, also on YouTube as well at uh, just search for a Supercoach Insider. You'll find us. We've got uh, quite a few subscribers on there now. We're edging 150 now. So I know. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's gone pretty well. It's pretty early in the piece. Um, we just need to get to 1,000, then we can start making ad revenue and start stripping off the AFL. It'd be great. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> Nothing like stripping the AFL. Uh, quick little shout-out as well. We had our first ever donation. We uh, did. Which is amazing. Uh, so, it's Jay... Uh, the Miracle of yes. Jay Corolla. Uh Sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Jay. Um, yep. Yeah, so look, we're really excited. He actually messaged us asking how we can get involved and we're super stoked. So any donation. Thank you very much, Jay. Really appreciate any it. Any donation we're shouting out and that money doesn't line this big boy's pockets for Collingwood merch no, here. It Not yet. Uh, it actually costs, we actually lose money putting the, well, all the SoundCloud costs and stuff is a monthly subscription. So we don't actually make any money off this. So, um, all for the fun and love of Supercoach and it gets us together as well, which is pretty good. Oh, I can't Otherwise get he'd probably avoid me as much as he could. Can't, can't get enough of you, Chris. <laughs> but, um, yep. So look, the format for today is we're going to go through the JLT. We're going to look at the stats. So a few of you have already checked out some of the, um, graphs and stats we've thrown out there. Uh, it's been a real big few days actually. And especially, um, with Al as well, with the yep. footy, the mention we got in the article saying top six. Yeah, we've we've really grown um, in the last week quite a lot. I think a we've lot grown... of a uh, quick disclaimer. Uh, I know we get sidetracked usually anyway, but quick disclaimer. <laughs> That's what we do. Quick disclaimer. Uh, we've had a lot of people messaging us lately, uh, which is awesome because we love to get back and feedback and have a we chat. Do. But occasionally we are busy ourselves, so if we don't get back to you. It's nothing straight personal. Away. We yeah. usually try and get back straight away or as quick as we can. We're pretty um, good. I mean, I think that, you know, if 24 hours at the absolute worst. We're usually um, pretty good, unless one sneaks yeah. through to the keeper. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, I, anyway. It's actually something I like doing just before I go to bed. I'm like, oh, I might just check notifications and see if there's anyone there I can reply to. So people just wake up in the morning with this random message from us. Like, uh, so sorry about that if I'm waking you up, by the way. I prefer to play the game called Just the Tip. <laughs> it's a great game. Uh, also, just a quick shout out. Um, thanks to Sam Staunton, uh, who helped us with our spreadsheet today. And also to, we've got another guy here who helped us out. Um, greatly, might I add. Uh, sorry, we just got so many notifications. Just look at your tweet. Here we go. Yep. Um, PSC47 or Josh, Josh Pierce. Um, helped us out and actually allowed us to put uh, both positions and price on our spreadsheet today, which is bloody awesome. What a legend. Yeah, so thank you very much. He did that completely free of charge and just, just wanted yep. to help out. So thank you very much, Josh. That really yes. helped. And um, uh, also appreciate. for those that have used my spreadsheet, um, thank you for the lot of love I have received. I know a few people like even Stonesy, you know, what I did with the spreadsheet, they kind of go, wonderful, I can do, you know, add some things to it, which is amazing. And that's what it's for. 
particularly those couple that have actually shouted out saying they have their draft this weekend or whatever, and they're like, thank you, like, oh my god. Yep. Uh, although, you can do as much planning as you like in the world, but when you're three picks after this guy, and he's <laughs> stealing all my picks, which we'll Here's get into. the issue, is that we both have the same supercoach knowledge, because we both researched it, or I've told and you, we both or you told me. And we both estimate them at the same time. Yeah, so we'll that, go into it, so but in our draft on the weekend... Eight times. I counted eight times. I literally lined somebody up. I'm going to get them. And then three picks before me, this guy steals them. So That's what we'll, I do. We'll do that later on. So first things first, the JLT, we're going to go game by game. Yeah. Then we will go to our draft analysis on how our draft went with our strategies. So if you want that and only that, you can skip towards the uh, latter part of it if you're on YouTube or on you know, Spotify or we'll any of those. We'll put a time uh, stamp in for YouTube, but it's the only place we can do it. Also, as of today, all of our uh, podcasts will be held, our live ones on Twitch, on Twitch for at least two weeks. So if you just want to use Twitch as a format, you just want yep. to watch the videos there, you can do that too. So if you missed it, you can come back to it. And um, just uh, g- getting in touch with our Twitch followers. So uh, Swizzy says uh, our draft order should be done on Twitch. So we are we do have a, um, uh, a insider specialized draft. that We had an invite-only league. And we are going to do that completely live on Twitch. It's going to be awesome. So you'll be able to see live picking of us versus other people and what we're going through and things like that. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, if you have a few hours to kill. Uh, thanks, uh, Jay. Jay's in the stream. So thanks, Jay, for jumping on board. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Jay. Yeah. Um, do you take donations in beer? Yes, we do, Stone. Uh-huh. Uh, Swizzy. Thank you very much, Swizz. We need some beer. <laughs> I think we're a bit dry at the moment, so... Um, and Chewbacca five one one said, "Actually, able to watch one live tonight." So yes, uh, thanks very much for jumping online. Awesome. There, thanks, guys. thanks for joining us as we go. Um, and before we just move into the actual first game, we'll just drop our group code. So I know that we did say that we we're going to do it in our last poll. We had a bit of technical difficulties, and for some reason, so Supercoach no wouldn't let me do it. Um, so it is there on screen. Eight nine nine two five two is our group code. So if you want yep. to jump in there, get along with all the Supercoach guys. So everyone that follows us, pretty confident they love the banter. Yes, um, so, so good, do good join the group because uh, everyone that beats me can rip on me for 12 months. <laughs> so, so everyone can rip on him for 12 months. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. All righty. So first of all, let's, let's get into Carlton and Essendon. Yes. Um, awesome to just actually watch football again. I know Carlton are actually surprised. But here's the thing that Essendon played a young young yes. midfield. So yep. does it say more about... Carlton, literally or does it say, ask the does it say more about Essendon? I was going to ask you the same, same exact question. Does it make Carlton look good or Essendon look bad? I think it made Carlton look good. I think Essendon, I mean, Zach Merritt didn't even get out of first gear. I ah. think they kind of, although I do think that um, Essendon with their speed, they could blow some games open. Yeah, with, they've got a lot of pacey guys here, oh, especially like, off that half-back line. We've got Ke- McKenna, Yeah, McKenna, Saad. Saad. They're going to yeah, go nuts. And rolling through that midfield. I think McGrath pushing into midfield, which was a highlight uh, for me. So Yeah, um, I actually thought that um, he was. it was interesting seeing it was basically him versus Sam Walsh as to who's the better number one pick, right? Really interesting. Um, Sam Walsh's delivery into the forward line, though. I tell you what, he's kicking... I'll I didn't think what. his kicking was that good. Would be that good. Well, all right. So here's the thing: you hear all the hype. It's going to be a great draft year. These kids are great, etc. And you think, okay, Sam Walsh. I had him in my side, and then boy, oh boy, wow, we. Uh, like if I was a cunt, if I was a cunt supporter, I would have jizzed myself hundred and ten percent. I'm a Collingwood supporter. I jizz myself. <laughs> He's so good to watch. And you know what? You know what the funny part for me watching this was? I was watching him, and I'm like, I oh, know it's JLT. It doesn't count. Except he's playing against the you know the big boys, right? Yeah. 
uh, did he? Rem- he reminded me of like a young Chris Judd. Yeah. When when I used to watch Chris Judd when he or was a early on, when he was like in his just, prime. Yeah. He's he shouldn't have that much time and space. Um. I just yeah. Just oh, just anyway. there was no I mean, amazing. In, in, you know, in the defense of, you know, it was just spirit of its JLT. There was really no tagging. It was a midfield on midfield sort of battle. And there wasn't like a hard tag on him or anything like that. So, you know, we yet to see him against a legitimate side. But, I mean, he's playing 22 games. I mean, he hit over 100 how, how in that can, game. How can he not? Yeah, I'm um, 100% with I think you. So, he, yeah, he killed it. He's absolutely. played his way into my team. And, uh, like, we had him before. But I don't, I can't see myself in a situation where I'm dropping him at this point. No. So, I think that everyone's probably going to need him. Like, yeah, I think, oh, it's, I think it's up there that now. good. He's going to make it 200K. I think, uh, was it 49? I think uh, Fantasy Freak or something yeah. said 49% of sides have Crips as well as Walsh. Yeah. Well, I so, think, I, I personally think, I think he can potentially average 80. Yeah. Now that's a mass. That's massive for a first year player. That's not a mature age recruit. So, if he gets to that at you know M six or M seven, I think in your your team it's at one point. Uh, six, I think he is, and okay. I've got two rooks after that. So, well, I mean, yep. you can't really go wrong there. Can't go wrong. Uh, hey, Crofty, thanks very much for jumping in, jumping on board with us. Um, so yeah, look, that was obviously the highlight. I'm, I'm concerned about McGrath. So, I mean, we obviously part of the JLTs. We look at role changes. We look at scoring patterns. And how that will impact. But McGrath played majority of midfield, but unfortunately they didn't play their premium, their, their A1 midfield on the day. Correct. So, um, yes, they had, you know, De- you know, Devin Smith came on for a half. Uh, Zach Merritt played a little bit over a quarter. Um, they didn't have their top midfield crew right there in the middle of the guts, every single clearance and every single center bounce. Um, so I would like to see how many minutes, and hopefully we get to see this this week. Yeah. So it sort of asked another question instead of giving me an answer. I think he he did. I think for me, he did well in glimpses. I think he got like six clearances. He had when he had the ball, he actually had some time, and he has really good uh, evasion skills. But like, as in, I, I feel you though because I'm thinking he will improve this year. I'm thinking he might hit like a ninety average. Yep. But then that doesn't really justify me paying nearly four hundred thousand for him to nearly get ninety. Uh, yeah, agreed. Um, Which is that's the dilemma for me. I like him, but at this point in time, it's probably gone up since his hundred game. But he was over ten percent owned. Yeah. So his other issue is, of course, there's now about five different mid-priced uh, defenders you can have all around the same price, right? Or cheaper. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So um, whether or not I can start him, I, I don't know. I, he's in the mix. Yeah, yeah. I haven't completely written. If him he off. comes out this weekend with a full team. And just starts blitzing it. Yep. But for me, he needed to do in order to get into my side, he needed to do more than a hundred with yeah. those the with those guys out. out. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so fair, that's where it fair is call. For me. I mean, we didn't really learn much about Crips other than it is absolute gun. But uh, that article he's, came out this week saying he's going to play more forward time, which oh. we literally had from last year. I don't yeah, know. no. Oh, here's the funny part. I don't know, if, like banter quality wise, Supercoach elites, and they I think did, it might have been Cheezo well or something rather. Yeah. Pretty much being like it was a gift, like copy paste. Thumbs up, <laughs> yeah. Which is control all, C. That's literally whoever did that wrote the exact. Just copy paste. Look now, so the argument against why they didn't do it last year is that they had injuries that have impacted their side, which they did obviously, and then they couldn't use Crips as much forward as they would have liked yes. to. Um, look, he's damaging forward anyway. He's going to take a contested grab and kick a couple of goals. Oh, I think I case, think he'll rest. So. I think he will rest forward. But they're not going to take him out of there. I mean, they don't even really need him. They have enough tools yep. now anyway, so they're going to rest Crips forward. That's my opinion. Yep. Um, because he's too damaging on the inside. So, and they're already tall enough in the forward line. I think um, one of the biggest things that we got out of it was, it, well, in my opinion, um, the six 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 
and it, you saw it from the first game right through to the end, it's going to be so much more important for teams to have their best clearance players at the stoppages. Oh, because it's damaging. You get the inside yeah. 50 first, then you have a great opportunity to score. So, in my opinion, you cannot get Crips out of a center square bounce. He's the no. best clearance player in the comp. 100%. And not only that, it actually looked like he had so much more time because teams at this point, yep. it might change, but they're not rushing in because they don't want to flood in to try and leave get space to that behind. and they don't want to leave because it goes over their head and all of a sudden you're outnumbered by you know, an extra yeah. two players. Having to mean under 16s all the time. <laughs> well, it went over your head. It's because you time. Playing on the wing, running straight in, balls over the back. God damn it. <laughs> Um, so, and I think the also thing that I notice as well is because they do have a little bit extra time, the elite ball winners, so you're talking about guys that already have so much space and time, so yep. Bontempelli, Pendlebury. Pendlebury, Kelly, yep. you know, McRae, these silky, silky elite, you know, Rolls-Royce players yep. are going to have even more time. And the, the, the guys that don't just jam it on their foot when they get the ball, those are going to be really valuable this year. So, yeah. And you'll find that, you know, clearance to inside 50s, which is one of the highest uh, point gainer you can have. So first possession from a clearance inside 50 to a leading target is honestly like Huge. that's gold in Supercoach. So yep. you saw McRae doing that a few times in the game. Correct. Where and if- time and space, bang, hits up a leading target. Oh. I so, think as long as you don't kick like Ollie Wines, I think you're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, fair call, right? Yes. And so that's probably the one downfall about Crips is that obviously by foot going into the 50, it's not his, that's not his bread and butter, but he's exactly. still going to get that first possession clearance. Kurnow's there now. Just bomb it long and tell him to bring it to ground. And that's true. It. And he played well in his minutes that he had, Charlie Kurnow. He obviously had a bit of an injury scare and got taken off. But he is. He's he in my draft a- side now. I'm going to re-redeem Redemption. <laughs> You need Petraka. That's what you need. So this week we spell redemption R O N. Um, uh, redemption. Uh, tell you who was surprising for me was Nick Newman and his kicking out. Yeah, um, surprising. So I've got a couple of thoughts on it that I, like, I'll let you go, but I, I I did like Nick Newman, but I'm reserved. Surprised. Yeah, I wasn't expecting too much from him, but yep. uh, seven first quarter disposals, 102 super coach points. Uh, 20 disposals for the game, including six rebounding 50s and four tackles. So yep. uh, I think as far as the draft goes, huge undervalue. Massive value. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, he's only he averaged... went pretty early, I thought, in our draft, though. He went really early. Earlier than he yeah. should have. But he did average, uh, what, low 80s. So with the Carlton side, if he does, if he's getting kickouts. Um, it's interesting, though. It looks like they're not using Simpson a whole heap unless he's around it. Now, so... I'll preface this by saying they literally did the same last year with Simpson. Yeah. They did not play him in the position that he played all year in the, pre-se- in the preseason. Yes. And he, it makes you wonder. They played him on a wing and he, and he sort of sometimes would float back or sometimes attack forward. Very similar to how Lockie Whitfield was played this week. Um, they played him um, on the wing and it just sort of didn't really work. Uh, now, I don't think that they're going to go into the season with Kate Simpson not in the back pocket. So that massively influences Nick Newman and his numbers, therefore, are so much further inflated. So yeah. I want to see this week, I want to see this week, I want to see Kate Simpson starting in the back pocket, and then I'll make a call on Nick Newman. Okay. I cannot do that without that information. Makes sense. He's also it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because we, we've spoken a little bit, and I have seen a little bit of, um, or peeped on your chatter online, but... Um, there hasn't been a whole Did like you pay one. Or? No, no, I peep all the time. <laughs> holes Usually are fr- a couple of dollars. That's what those hey. dollar notes were for back in the day. Hey, if you have a drill at home, holes are free. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, there's been a bit more of a range of people kicking in, and not the same ones that were yeah. last year. It's I been, think coaches are trialing everything. I think they're trialing as yeah. well. It's it's going to be different, and there's also some players out. So we saw people like Caleb Daniel getting a lot of kick-ins. 
Yeah. And, you know, but is that because JJ's out? Yeah. Or is it because this person's out? Or are they just trying to kind of... Try them in a different position, see what works. Correct. Or try, if, if we play, whoever gets there first, or now maybe they'll go, oh, okay, whoever gets there first out of two yeah. people instead of four people because you butchered. And the other thing is, I mean, AFL coaches, they're still trying to work out the new rules too. So oh, they yeah. don't know what they're going to do yet. I guarantee you, like, if you ask any AFL coach, they'll be like, oh, I don't know what the best is, but we're going to try X, Y, and Z. Well, I think it's Brad, or I think it was Brad... Uh, Scott, I don't think it was Chris. I think Brad Chris Scott said they, they don't know. What's, I don't think anyone how knows these yet. rules are going to impact on it's how, too, how it's the way starts. too early to be doing uh, to be making calls on it. And if they don't know, revert back to what they're comfortable with. How I, can we know? Although yeah. I will tell you the one thing I will say at this point in time, I think Sicily is a bust based Ooh. on what they're trying Let's to do. Let's get into with it him. later, but oh. um, yeah. Anyway, now just quickly on the Twitch chat, we've got a few here. So um, um, Kate Colo sixteen. So welcome back, Kate. Uh, he says. Will Zach Clark keep his spot relevant to the game? So let's jump into that one. I don't think he keeps that spot. So he played the number one ruck. I think he had 88% time on ground. He played brilliantly, uh, went forward, got a contested mark, kicked a goal. I think he, they, what Essendon have said is that they want to trial this weekend with Tom Bell Chambers. So Tom Bell Chambers will be the number one ruck and they'll have Zach Clark as that chop out third tall up forward. Yep. That's the game you want to watch to see whether or not he keeps his spot. Because if he goes well, then he will 100% be playing round one. So then who were the tools in the forward line then? You've got yeah. essentially Zach Clark with a Danaher. Well, Kyle Hook is out. out. So, so was he playing forward or defense? No, nah, he was playing defender. Well, they flagged him for defense this year. Okay, so. so probably um, Hartley's probably the one that gets more secure job uh, security. And I think that maybe uh, Ridley comes in and he yep. played really good this game. So someone to note, Ridley's actually rookie price. I think he's under 250. So... If you really want to go uh, there, yeah, for really, uh, two thirty-three average. Uh, so we got ninety-four super coach points, seventy-eight uh, percent efficiency, which is awesome. Twenty of his touches were uncontested, so yep. it looks like he's probably playing more of the um, pretzels role. Yep. Uh, so it looks like they're using him for a little bit more of the uncontested ball yeah. on the outside. Now, so. if I'm a coach, I'm playing Zach Clark and Joe Danaher, and then I'm playing Stringer one out in the goal square as the full forward. Yeah, that's fair. But. I know that I'm not an AFL coach. I'm, I'm just a speculator and an avid watcher. They probably want to get McKernan into a role there. Um, so whether they, they could definitely do that with three tools. That's the um, the West Coast yeah. style of play. Um, yeah, I McKernan's mean, not too bad, though, at his role. Well, so. I mean, I, th- I don't like McKernan around the ground. I, I think he's really good. He mm. adds value. I, I don't think he's a valuable ruck two. I think he's actually quite useless but well remember Goldie's was it 200 nearly I think it was against McKernan yeah two years ago so three years ago I, I do think there's a spot for um Zach Clark in the team um and that's my personal view but we yeah we need differ. more data we this need weekend. more we need more and we will come back to that uh, I'll tell you who was a big bust uh, I think Angus Schumacher 123 yeah, defender unlucky eight super coach points not many minutes and looks to be behind quite a few others yep uh Zach Fisher actually had a good game uh probably that awkward price Again, breaking and, out. And, yeah, not everyone being in the midfield. And, yep. yeah, they're Correct. giving you more minutes there. Uh, Gibbo. Let's talk about Gibbo. Played forward. Um, From the yeah. first five minutes, I was disappointed because he was literally playing out of a pocket. Yep. Now, great for Carlton because I think that he actually can play that role well, can find his own ball. Find his own ball, apply the pressure. Great. Um, and he looked really like he was. Uh, he wanted to be there. Yeah, 100%. So, and he, he didn't do himself any... Um, Disservice. Disservice. He yep. kicked a few goals, so I think Kick that three. just adds to his value yep. to the team. So even if he, I mean, he only scored, what was it, 60, 60 super coach yeah. points. Uh, as a guy that's 100K, that's okay. Um, but he's good enough for M11. That's yeah. pretty much where he sits. I think he's 
pretty I'm pretty confident he's going to get regular games. Looks like, but I don't think he's going to be a great scorer. So someone that can probably just burn away on your on your pine. Although, yeah, unless unless uh, like a midfielder gets injured mid game and then they go right, yeah. Gibbo, you're in. Uh, we've got a few more on Twitch here. So uh, Stonesy, hey Stonesy, uh, Walshy is draft relevant that good? Well, he actually did go in our draft, so that's crazy. Yeah, twelve man, twelve man draft. Um, Carlton Bore has been notorious preseason warriors. Thank you, Ice Truckula. Chewbacca um, said, um, "Is that your name?" Shout out to Dexter. Oh, I respect that. Okay, so they're just having a bit of a chat. Um, reckon eight, reckon old mate uh, Zachariah merits interrupted preseason means we can't start him. No, I don't think so. Not yet. Um, watch him next week. That I was his first run. More. He didn't look like he only just got out of a moon, moon boot last week. So yep. I think he'll be right for round one, but um, he was just literally just blowing out cobwebs and they barely played. I, I would not read anything into Zach Merritt's score at all in the slightest. If you had him before that, keep him in your team right now. Yep. I'm going to actually hashtag uh, bless Zach Merritt, who is now on my draft side. So And Sir Black Knight back again. Thank you very much, Sir Black Knight. Um, he also said Sicily is a bust. So we'll, we'll get well, to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. that. Uh, I think game. that's pretty much all I have from the Carlton game, Chris. Yeah, um, so... Outside of that, I mean, good to watch. Good first game to watch. Um, I, I, the other one I want to mention is that I think this year more than any other year, if you're four goals up in the last 10 minutes of the game, there's a chance that you're going to get reeled in. There was so many games where there was back-to-back goals from obviously that 6-6-6 six, yep. six, six forming. Um, so what's tending to happen is that during play, as long as that first clearance is diffused, it's regular football like the last five years. Yeah, yeah it's contested Although, football. I'm going to quickly pat myself on the back. Uh, my diagram that I posted out, it was very similar to True. what I was thinking where uh, I know it was a Chizo making fun of my actual arrows being arrows because <laughs> that's all I had on my phone. But yeah. Um, yeah, so you just start your your wing a little bit closer to the defensive side and as soon as the ball goes up, bang, they go to a loose man defense, forward flank then pushes on the wing, yeah. happy days. And yeah, there was a lot of players doing that. I saw Webster doing that yep. for the Saints. Um, so yeah, there's quite a lot of They'll, they'll get guys. used to it and they'll get better at doing it because at this point, I think the teams are struggling to get people on and off the field in time. Yep. Um, which they'll get better at. So yeah. Fair enough. Now, on to the West Coast Eagles of... Dom Sheen. You don't have to say it. I will. Dom Sheen. All right. Can well, we just pull that quick. band-aid off again, just real quick? Just quick. Just real just quick. quick. Chris posted on Facebook and Twitter being like, if anyone mentions Dom Sheen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pistol whip the next guy, Dom Sheen. <laughs> so then I pick him up for gym and literally had him on Facebook Live. This is why we don't work out together. Dom Sheen. <laughs> um... Yeah, Dom Sheen had like 100 supercoach points in the second half, basically. He did, it? yeah. So Luke Shuey went off. And th- there was obviously um, less senior bodies in that midfield, uh, which did obviously mean that Dom Sheed got to play pure mid. And he got to show him what he can do. Look, in the waffle and in previous seasons, he has been a ball magnet and has been able to get the ball. That hasn't been the issue. He's just not, unfortunately, generally speaking... A good, not a good kick. His disposal... <laughs> That's what you're going down. with, right? Generally and speaking, he went by seventy nine percent. So I mean, you know, he's going to have those days where he's going to go massive. Is he at all super coach standard relevant? No way in any shape. But no, I'm with you. Draft, he's got a bit of value. Well, I remember last year we were tossing up Dom Sheed and Redden. Both had good we preseasons, yep. especially Redden. And then the first how many rounds? Like Redden, horrible. Whoever five whoever, rounds. Whoever jumped on the hype train, bang, catch a later. Five round average. Catch year, a run. What was it? Fifty four or something. Fifty four for yeah. It was really bad. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, Dom Sheed, he has one big game. Uh, wait for everyone else to be back in the fold. I think he's got some good value in like a twelve man draft league or something like that. But, yep. Uh, yeah. We saw uh, Jack Darling again. Um, he now, looked good. He did look good. He did kick goals late, which obviously kind of inflated his score as um uh, as they were kicking away. But look. I tell you what, 
if he plays that role out of the goal square, leading at the football, it's going to be hard to leave out of my team. And I, he was in my pre-JLT team. And, uh, we have had a slight change since then. I've changed. Um, with the Mumford news and everything else. So unfortunately, he's not in my team right now, but I do want to have him back in somehow. Um, he just looked good. He just looked really good. A senior body down there. Yeah. Um, you now know, known Mark Lacroix, who was a marking small. I think he's going to get more entries uh, towards him. He was actually one of the lowest rated for a key forward last year in terms of the amount of times that the, uh, the team actually targeted him from inside 50. Yep. I think, so, I think teams that are top four particularly, the ones that score the most, these key forwards are going to have so much room in front of them. Yep. They're not going to get double teamed. No one wants to really leave their man too early. So it's at this point, these key forwards, even um, like Jeremy Cameron, uh, like the, even well. Hawk, so, Hawkins yeah. and stuff like that, they can have the big guys that can actually take contested marks like Darling yep. could really open up some games with some big scores. And That's if they true. and if they kick the goal, bang, you get another clearance, and then everyone's you know going to be really antsy, and then they'll probably give away some free kicks because they're going to be trying to you know prevent any more scoring. So I think big guys could, for the first time, actually be a good option. But oh geez, could you do it though? I don't. I don't like picking <laughs> key forwards in standard. It could be a make or break call. It could be. You could go a whole team of key forwards, and then nah, just... I don't know about that. Let's <laughs> let's not go too far. <laughs> Um, now, somebody who really impressed me was Francis Watson. Um, so I, I think for the last two years, I think he's been on, on West Coast list. Hasn't been able to um, to break into the 22. Don't trust him. Um, <laughs> don't trust him at all. Two first names, rule number one. Well, that's true. Francis um, Watson. There's that. I'm going to watch him in JLT too. We need more information about this as a rookie because his role may, may change, of course, when they have a full complement. What I'm thinking, though, is that I don't think we're going to get, as a community, I don't think we're going to get all the information we need. I think we're going to have to take some random stabs because um, they're using all three games. So they had a preseason game, and then yes. they've got two JLTs. They're using all three games as warm-up, so they're playing their right squad in all of them, which is really annoying. So um, hold on while I plug this in. <laughs> Chris decides to not plug his computer in. Prior to recording, yeah, uh, I actually was really impressed with uh, Shannon Hearn as well. I think yep. he didn't do himself any disservice. Uh, 111 super coach points, so he is definitely a point of difference. Didn't take as many kick ins though with uh, Jeddah. Jeddah took a lot of the kick ins. Yeah, uh, so is that an experiment? Six or is, from nine. Yeah, what's going to happen round one? So this is the thing. So do you then jump on a, on a, on a Jeddah? I, I wouldn't mind a Jeddah as in kicking out because, well, A, he kicked from the square the first three, I think three times I saw him. And even the commentator's like, does he know he can step out of this square? Because he's just kicking it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think what we found as well, teams are having different ploys. You've got some guys using the agile long kicks. You have other ones that are using the, the short, reliable kicks. I mean, Daniel Rich took quite a few for Brisbane. Yep. But then the opposite, though, Caleb Daniel. Not a big kick. Yeah. Not the just sm- that good decision maker. That's what I was thinking. Quick turn of pace. So he'll, he'll, he'll move, and then he just makes a great decision and a great kick, which then gets them to that 40, and then they bang, go catch you later down to the wing. So yeah. I think that was an uh, interesting ploy. There's that two schools of thinking in that the you know, going back from that mark has left all of this space in the pockets. Yeah. So you can... People got, are probably waiting for these big kicks to the yeah, wing, and then yeah. you have so much room. And then you could do the... So uh, much room for activities. So much room for activities. <laughs> um, now, the one person that I, uh, I was watching that unfortunately really underperformed was Jake Petroselli. So obviously looking at him from a forward rookie perspective, um, he only ended up getting 43 super coach um, and kicked one goal. Uh, week yep. before he kicked uh, three and was really, really positive. I still think he might actually play round one, 
but it's I'm possible. not looking at that that scoring power is not necessarily. Mm. Well, there yeah, he had, he had nine touches, so you're yeah. going to have to kick a lot of goals from nine touches. Yeah, you are. Yes. All right. Now we've got some other guys here on the Twitch chat, so um, uh, can't can't put people behind the ball with one minute left if they're close after a goal. Do you think a team forfeits to a uh, free to flood the back back line? Oh, that. No, because no, I think they have to reset anyway. As soon as a free goes, you have to get back into so, position. So a free kick in the centre square that means that they're not actually they're still not able to actually move out of position. Yep. They all have to be in their starting positions, even if there's a free kick in the centre square. I think that's a good rule, even I, though yeah. even though it butchered a minute of play, but people weren't sure. Yeah. So once it happens once or twice, they're going to get really quick. So the minute bang, there's a free kick. People are trying to run to get behind the ball. It's like no, no, you need to get back in position. That'll sort itself out. I don't know why people were so antsy about it. Yeah. Um, people will get really smart with it. They will actually prepare for that. If there's a free kick, get back into position. I agree. And uh, also, uh, Swizzer said, um, do you see Constable and Atkins playing? I do see Atkins playing. I think they want that sort of pressure uh, for play on their list. Um, don't know if he plays round one, but I know he plays this year. Yep. Constable as well plays this year. Whether or not that's round one could be based on injuries. Yeah. They've just got such a deep midfield, Geelong, and I don't know if they need his type with danger in there. I think Atkins plays because um, you notice that mullet out there. So, <laughs> it's, well, if you, it's, if you, it's like having the helmet, right? If, yeah, if you stand out, you're going to get yourself some touches. You're going to get yourself some games. That's uh, that's theory number one. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Um, I, I think Gaz plays a little bit more midfield this year than I thought he yep. might. Um, with the whole clearance you know, differential, uh, Gary Ablett, oh, yeah. I think he might actually get more mid-minutes than we give him credit for. I don't think he's going to be playing as much forward time. Jeez, he'd be great kicking into the forward 50. True. Uh, quickly on Atkins as well, uh, 14 touches, but only five were kicks, which didn't do himself any favours there. So yeah. that's nearly, what, a two-to-one ratio. 14, though, is pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Um, so it's uh, not I mean, terrible. he got 69 super coach points, so my favourite mullet. Yep. The old meal for two. So, uh, and... Um, yeah, so the other one we're talking about, obviously, was Constable, 92 Supercoach points. Uh, I rated him 26 yeah, touches, uh, 73% um, he went at for disposal. So He's I, actually one of the most efficient rookies of the week, yeah. Constable. He so was, if he gets... And he's also one of the I want him to start round one. I hope until long. Give him a chance. He deserves one. Uh, you know, he spent the entire list on the on the the in the twos last year. Last year, yeah. Um, he deserves a shot. Whether or not he gets one, you know. Again, we're not AFL coaches; we're just super coaches. Maybe I'll send him an email. <laughs> Maybe you should give send him, him a chance. <laughs> give him, him a chance. chance. <laughs> uh, that yes. would be good. Uh, Darcy Fort, can we have a bit quick little rage? Yeah. I wonder what his ownership is and now. Patchapalooza literally just said Darcy Fort was just oh. an absolute bust. So yeah, Absol- agreed. Uh, absolute bust. Uh, Twenty-one super coach points, played sixty-one percent of the game, and that's and that's all she wrote. So, yeah, um, I think he was immediately out of about forty percent of super coach teams. I would like to say that he fought well, but he was <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's done. He's where he went out. Oh, when... you've been waiting all day for that one, haven't you, buddy? Oh, <laughs> that's you. waiting all day for that one. I tell you what, I could not have got him out of my side quick enough. He looked horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, look, I wish him well, and I'm sure. He will do well in the future. He might get some games later in the year if you want to free up some cash. If Zach Clark ends up going absolutely tail and ham, then you might be able to downgrade to a fort and get yourself 20 super coach points again. That's true. But, you know, hey. Um, so just uh, B.Music also said, hopefully Council gets a run with Gaza playing more forward and the rumours of uh, Selwood playing more back. Yeah, so look, we're, we're hoping there is a spot there. I, I think that they could, they could squeeze him in. Selwood's got but- the wrong idea. Which one? <laughs> Mate, those, those head-high free kicks in the back line do nothing. no one any good. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to get the run of the green there, mate. In the forward, in the forward line. line. Get mate. your free kicks in the forward line. 
Um, and Grimo, uh, sorry, Grimo87 said, uh, do you see Tim Kelly getting more mid-time this year? I also do. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting. I think it'll be a split between Kelly and Menangola. It depends on contract negotiations, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. If he comes out and goes, by oh. the way, I'm leaving at the end of the year, they'll be like, you can sit in a four pocket for the rest of the year, buddy. Yeah, in, the, in the two. <laughs> Show us your two. You could be vice... Yeah, vice assistant for the AFLW. Um, uh, yeah. anyway. We are missing one important person to talk about who was very impressive was uh, Jordan Clark. 100, yes, 140, absolutely. 144,000 defender. Impressive. Straight into my side. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. I think uh, Scrimshaw went out for me, uh, and Clark came in a little bit cheaper, but yeah. killed it. 87 points. Well, I actually upgraded a defender to get to him, oh, well, so I had to can't blame him. him. But, he looked good. Um, there's two reasons why I loved him. First of all, his performance was really impressive. Second of all, uh, uh, Chris Scott. I'm sure it's Chris that's the coach of Geelong. Correct yeah, me in the Brad, chat if I'm Brad, wrong. No, Brad is north, yes. Yeah, so Chris Scott actually mentioned on the Ask the Coach series um, that where they drafted their rookies is where they see them playing this year and talked up Jordan Clark ridiculously because he was their first pick. Yep. So I have 100% confidence that he will get a gig. Maybe not round one because, you know, who knows. But well, I think, I the think only he person might be the one that goes... Really coming back is Zach Tui, but Tui plays a different kind of role. And I think... Tui might not play round one, which sort of gives you that yeah. unfortunate... Unknown. Question mark on the job security. But right. what he does do is take intercept marks, and Tui doesn't intercept anything except for, you know, visas. So <laughs> that's the only thing he dodges from as well is uh, like, immigration. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, who is he going to go with you? I don't, I don't I think know. I've actually heard a a good joke, or maybe he hasn't been in the news. There's been no NRL player syndrome over here. Oh, What's he going to go with? Oh, visas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, see, that or potatoes. So, potatoes. Potatoes. Um... But oh, I was impressed. Taters. He was taking. He looked so cool and calm under pressure. He was taking intercept marks. He was. He was absolutely delightful. True. Uh, I loved him. For me, that was. Yeah, uh, no, he was that great. was a standout for he me until great. until I saw Dom Sheed score. So that was a standout <laughs> for me. So. Fair enough. Now, um, should we move on to the next game? Shall we? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me for that one. So, um, so next one was North Melbourne versus St Kilda, and I um I watched this with a very eager eye because. There was ridiculous amounts of players that are super coach relevant, mainly on the St. Kilda Saints, but uh, yes, not 100%. so on, uh, on North Melbourne. But and I did watch it with the uh, eagle eyes. Unfortunately, we did both have Billings in our pre-JLT side, and now it looks like a few more people are starting to come on over to our side. Played well, um, kicked two goals, one that was a complete shank off his shin. Um, still counts. Kick two, still counts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, and he looked really good playing around the ground. He was playing in midfield. Then he'd rest up forward. He had a lot more time in midfield. But he really, again, he, he did most of his damage up forward. So that was good. Um, there's a few people I want to... I'll go through at North first because there's not really many to, to come up with. But the first one was that actually did impress me was Jamie McMillan. Yep. Um, he had over yeah, you 40 went. disposals, you I went. believe. You went early on him. I no, well that was that's the value that I had at the, at the time. So in draft I picked him up. Um and I'll go through my draft strategy later, but I do think that he provides a little bit of value. I don't think he's going to be anywhere near say a top 10, top 20 even defender, but I think he's going to approach that maybe. Um but he had 40 possessions, he had 136 super coach. He was the main kick out taker and he played on pretty much every single time. So he was getting those uh, extra disposals and he played quite well. I was really impressed with him. And I was more impressed with the fact that they had a lot of their guys in the team that are also kick-out takers. So they had Marley Williams. They had um, Jasper Pittard in there. They had Pollock, who's been uh, taking some kick-outs over at, uh, over at Port before. So 
they played pretty much the whole team. The only person that was missing from that is Scott Thompson. So Scott Thompson didn't play, and I know that Scott Thompson has taken quite a few kickouts. In fact, I think he led the, the their team last year. However, I think this was probably Scott Thompson's last year. I'm not sure if he actually does take that role. He also is not very conducive to that sort of long kick. You know, Scott Thompson's not really that um, really long, effective kick. But um, that was interesting. Um, Dom Tyson did some nice things. Um, I mean, Todd Goldstein was probably their best on ground and only played 72% time on ground. Against no ruck. Um, now, uh, yeah, so that is the question. So uh, Lewis Pierce went down the first five minutes with concussion. And then they literally played Josh Bruce in the ruck for the rest of the first half. And then Callum Wilkie, who's actually a center back, played ruck for the second half of the game. So yep. literally played against no recognized ruckman. Side note, Billings has gone up about 35%. I think he's gone... Uh, oh. Yeah, he went from 2.8 to now 4. So he's gone up 1.2%, which oh, okay. is basically nearly that's, half. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, 4%. Now, Todd, so the, here's the interesting thing. So Todd Goldstein also played alongside uh, Tom Campbell. Both of them had the best efficiency for a ruckman over the entire for JLT one. So oh, huge. Grant, um, Goldie was picking the ball up around his ankles. Yeah, in he, defence too. He, he was actually early on. Goldie was working so hard. He was pushing up the ground, and then he was working all his way back when the flow came back the other way. He yep. was in defence helping them. It was like reminded me of uh, of, of hockey. You know, what I mean, like uh, clean the trash. Yep. You know, what I mean, like clean clean the trash, and they're all getting in there, getting there. You know, getting dirty. Yeah. So what was impressive though was so awesome. I mean Picking he, it up. he still had thirty three hit outs, but that's not all, that's not really high for someone like Goldstein against no. two non recognized ruckmen. Um, however, Tom Campbell on just thirty eight percent game time had twenty five hit outs. So that guy was cleaning up as a ruckman, and that's where he got most of his points. So they actually had the same efficiency rating. So what that means is if He also you, got knocked out for round one. Yeah, he, he is, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying this is something to consider. So they literally, if they played the exact same amount of game time, they would have scored the exact same amount of points. That's what that means when I say the same efficiency rating. Right. So, and uh, North have actually came out and said that we want to trial the two Ruckman theory and we don't know if it's going to work for us, but we're going to give it a go. Can coaches stop that? Well, I know because it's annoying, right? So now the worst part, the worst part of all of that is Campbell's out for round one, which means Todd Goldstein's going to be rucking himself. Yep. What happens if then Campbell comes in round two and then you're stuck with Dodd Goldstein, who's now got a second ruck that you could be taken? You say Todd or like Dodd? Todd. Okay. But I like Dodd like, better. Sound like Dodd. Do we call him Dodd? It sound like Dodd Goldstein. <laughs> no, I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. I heard a, a D in sa- there. A saliva. Chris does like the D in there. the throat. I'm not getting sponsored tonight. Did you, did so. you get that? You got the D in there? <laughs> One. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, just something to be aware of. He played very, very well, and I'm a little bit cautious now about Todd Goldstein, and I'm actually a little bit more eager to watch him because I did pick him up in our draft on the weekend. So, Todd. Um, um, let's talk about the hype man of the week, one of Dylan Roberton. Ah, can we skip it? Impressive <laughs> no, it specimen. Impressive. Uh, here's the funny thing. Here's one thing I, I mentioned to Chris a couple of times. I don't know. It's, it's a bit weird. Aesthetically, a few people actually look quite fit. You know, Robertson looks fit. He's got the slick haircut now, not doing himself any Literally any because there. of the haircut, right? No, but you know, he's in. Dylan Robertson looks fit. Even Tom Rockliffe, normally who has puppy fat Rockliffe around his gut. Like me. Doesn't have a gut. Looks pretty fit. Stephen Motlop, who usually has meat pies up in Darwin in the off-season, looks pretty fit. So I think um, especially some of these guys have really taken a hold of their fitness by the sounds of it. So, yeah, well, by the look of it more. Well, Rockcliffe and Motlop, I actually expect them to have pretty good years now based on the way they look. <laughs> That's a really good way of looking at things. Well, those two guys are good for Notori- the team. Yeah, yeah. And they're notorious kind of, you know. Yeah. Uh, on the so look, side. with Robertson, and I did post about this, so at half time he had four disposals the entire first half. Um, and two of them were inset marks. Yep. So he had a, you know, like a score of 20 or so in the first half. 
And then the rest of his score, so 80 Supercoach was all in the second half. And what actually happened was, so first half, um, when Lewis Pierce went down, they put Josh Battle into the ruck. Sorry, no, Josh Battle went forward. So Josh Bruce went into the ruck, uh, which meant that they were short up forward. So Josh Battle went from center half back all the way to, for, uh, to the forward line to play in the forward line. That meant that Robertson had to then play key defender. Now, because of that, he's, he had four disposals in the whole half of football. Um, then in the second half, they brought on Callum Wilkie and then he put, was pushed into the ruck. That meant that Josh Proust could stay forward and Josh Battle stayed back. So it's completely role dependent. And this is one of the reasons why I hate Dylan Robertson. Yep. Is that especially if it happens in game, he's their first go-to person to fix a, a hole for them, fix a problem for them in a, in a key tool. And St Kilda are notorious for having problems with key tools. Yep. So I just, I, I, I kind of am, I was impressed with the 100. Yeah, it was uh, 17 disposals in the yeah. second half. So good effort. Uh, I need to watch him this weekend and hopefully they get some continuity in their roles and their games. Um, yeah, uh, let's go with uh, the rookie, uh, Ben McKay, uh, yep. 123k defender, 62, 62 super coach points. I didn't yep. think he was um, too out of depth. No. I don't no. think that's a bad option. I'm not I am, sure if he, he, he might play round one with... Well, he um, will. He will, yeah. because he's the only defender that they have now. Uh, the, so that, that could be a trap, though, right? Oh, 100%. It could be a trap, because you won't know until round two if Tomo comes back. So When's Lockie... Hunter? No. Uh, no. Sorry, Robbie Tarrant. When's when's he coming back? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll have stage, to look into so that because that he, could be key. I think Robbie Tarrant is hit and miss, uh, yeah. except I do know that Thompson is out for round one suspended, yeah. so he will play round one. And now one, Campbell as well, which, another tool. Yeah, which could be a trap for yeah. 100%. So if he starts round one, people will throw him in there, but you might need some luck. All uh, right, now I'm just going through here. So we've got some more Twitch chat here. So uh, uh, B. Music says, Clark is an absolute lock. Absolutely uh, agree at this stage. Uh, Fozzy uh, Lupone says, what did I miss? Well, a lot. You might be able to catch it up later, mate. <laughs> um, who are you taking pick for? Oh, okay, so there's some chat here about um, the, our draft that we're in. Um, Beat Up Music also wants to know where Jack Steele has been locked in before JLT1. Well, um, for standard, that's a big call. But I'll tell you what, I've got him in every yeah, draft I've had so far. Big raps. And he played. Let's talk about Jack Steele. He, he, he was brilliantly. Impressive. Absolutely awesome. Most first goal, he didn't even know he kicked it. He looked good. He just sort of went to center the ball and it went through the goals. He does look good. Um, and he that. didn't have too much time on ground. So um, just pull up uh, Jackie Steele. He only had 79% time on ground. So uh, in his position, that's probably about 10% unders from what he would. Usually about the 87, 88% is where you'd see premium midfielders. Yeah, premium. He's not premium. Oh, oh, oh mate. 117 super coach. I would be surprised. I mean, I think he's definitely going to be over 100 this year. Whether he can push that 105, 110, that is what we want to see from Jack Steele. I think that he's got the talent and the ability. Yep. And his tackling obviously helps him as well. He gets a lot of points from his tackles. Um, he gets a lot of holding the ball decisions because his tackle efficiency is so good as well. So I really like Jack Steele. So it's pretty much the poor man's Dane Zorko is what you're saying. Yeah, if I, if Dane Zorko wasn't 520k, I'd look at him or a Taranto as the next best thing. So uh, Okay, so quickly, while you read those, Chris, uh, yep. Bailey Scott, uh, 117k midfielder, uh, got 59 points. So he had a few nice little passages of play, 15 touches on the wing and halfback flank. So didn't look too bad. Yep. Uh, I didn't mind him too much. Uh, there's a few other ones that are sort of worth uh, noting as well. Um, some people are big on Luke Davies Uniaki as another option. He's 197k. No he does look good. I'll give him that. Um, apparently, he has improved and he's you know looks really good. 
But at that price, I mean, I'm not taking. I it. need Sam Walsh numbers for that price. That's, that's the issue. I know that's what I'm and looking at. He he scored a lot more DT than he did. He uh, did SC, because so. he had 27 touches for only 73 Supercoach. Yeah. So he turned so, it over quite a bit. What did he get, 100 in DT then? Nah, it was Close? only 81, but it's okay. because he had 17 handballs. So when I love when people say, he yeah, had 27 happy. disposals. I'm like, yeah, sure. But in Supercoach, it means nothing unless they're kicks, right? Well, you at, had, least, at least Gary Abler gets the one, two, and then kicks. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> sure had 27 disposals. but He had 26 kicks? 25 kicks oh, <laughs> <laughs> at 100% efficiency. <laughs> Great work, Heater. Yeah, you'll take that. I will. Uh, Wilkie was... Uh, Unfortunate with yeah, playing in the top no of the information over that. No information. So we need did to take him. a nice hanger, which was good. Uh, twenty six super catch points from forty six percent of the game. So I wouldn't uh, write him off yet, no. but I would just see watching this weekend. This week, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I am with you there. Uh, Nick Hind as well. Um, not too bad. He's a 117k midfielder. Scored a 52 from 58% time on ground. Played so. behind the ball. I actually liked him. His decision yeah. making was good. I think that he just tried a little bit too much to handball when he's got a rate kick on him. So there were situations yeah. where uh, the handball was kind of on, but he's in a better position just to take the kick. Yeah. And trying to be unselfish. You're like, mate, just do the right thing. Just trying to finish yep. his first game of AFL and he's like, I don't know whether I should be kicking. If he's playing VFL, that's a long kick and yep. he's taken that on. But um, yeah, so I just need a little I bit more from good. Nick Holland. A little bit more, but I think he'll yeah. be better. 52 though from 58% time on ground. Yeah. Not a bad investment. Bailey Scott's the price. one that I actually really liked. I thought his decision-making was really good. Yep. Um, he sort of played a little bit of link-up through the midfield. I didn't mind his disposal was really good. He's just really lightly framed. Like yeah. a swift breeze and just like knock the shit out of him. So um, not sure of him playing round one. So Swift breeze, hey, Chris. So yeah. what you're saying is you would blow on him? <laughs> well, you know you know me. Uh, next one is Matty Parker, 61 yep. super coach points. Uh, played deep forward in the first half and then improved uh, after that. Locked in so- my team right now. Um, I... I can't see a, a, a I can't see a way that he doesn't start on my team, whether it's on the pine or on field. You know, it was impressive. It wasn't his two goals. The fact that he actually laid seven tackles. Yep, and so, that's what he's known for: his tackle yeah. effectiveness and efficiency. What about that neck tat though? Jeez, oh. bringing it back. I'll tell it's, you what, the guy's also like he's a big guy for a pressure forward. He's like 187 centimeters. You're right. If you're a small, if you're, if you're a like you know small back defending him, you're like I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. He was out mar- out reaching everyone that was playing on him. So, so, yeah, tell you what, from behind, he might even look like a mini Dusty. Yeah, yeah. So I, see these, I see these neck tats and some attitude. What's going so on? So, look, I don't think, again, like he might be good for um, on-field scoring just because I think his consistency is going to be there. I think he might just be that guy that gets a 60 every week instead of the guy that goes 130, 80, 25. You know, I think he's going to be fairly consistent because of the tackles. Yep. Tackles make you more consistent with scoring. So And it also gives you more job security. Yeah. Um, now, the other ones I probably don't need to mention, but Derek Joyce, I think he will get game time early because they're <laughs> lacking tools, but I don't think he's going to be anywhere near Supercoach relevant. Hello, Joyce. Joyce. Is that you, Joyce? That's so good. Just friends. Yeah. Such a good movie. <laughs> Mom, I'm on the phone. Um, I, make that, I make that joke all the time. I do no it all one the knows time. it. I'm I like, like, Katrina hates it. Hey, my missus. I'm like, be yourself. Be yourself. Oh, my snow cones. <laughs> so good. Just friends. Bad movie. Oh, no. Amazing movie. Oh, come on. Except for it. Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit. Nothing else it's, to take. I on. love it. And Ash loves it too. Um, the other one, Josh Battle. So he's actually, I believe, still rookie priced. Chris, Again, I wouldn't be taking anything to be Ash only likes just friends because that's where you'll end up. <laughs> oh, and just to let the community know, I, I did mention a few weeks ago that we are I'm moving house and we actually bought a townhouse. By we, he means not me. Not me and him. Yeah. Unless you want to move in, but it's just cool. 
Um, no, we finally got the formal uh, financial approval, which took like way too long than it should have, and uh, we'll be moving in next week. So like this scenario is next week, we're probably going to be podcasting either from our house or from your house, depending on internet connection, the MBN, and how quickly they can get that. Oh, running. yeah, true so, facts. Um, facts. See how that goes. Now, the other one that I want to mention before we get on, uh, well, two, two more. Oh, no, maybe three, because I think they're all relevant. Uh, Shane Savage was probably the highest halfback. So he was also taking kickouts, which is interesting. So yep. Shane Savage was the main kickout taker. So they opted for the long penetrating kick. Is that that's, that's what they wanted? Um, I did see Webster and Robton also taking kickouts, but they only took minimal compared to Savage. But he was also the one that was getting higher up the pitch, pushing to a wing um, for his run and carry. So um, interesting to see if that continues. That's a really conducive role to Supercoach. Yes. Whereas Webster and uh, Robertson yeah, were, were, were there for the switch of play. You are a bit thrown off, Webster. I was a little bit, yeah. For that um, game. I, I, again, I don't know how they're going to line up round one or if they're going to continue with the same dynamic that they've got now behind the ball. But in the second half, when they were actually able to switch around North Melbourne, they were utilising Webster a lot more. But in that first half, he was shocking. Yeah. So... Um, we'll see how that goes. And the last one is Seb Ross. Don't read anything into that. Got a hell of a lot of the ball, but just butchered it pretty yeah, much. Yeah, a bit rusty. A um, little bit rusty. So if he's still on the Seb Ross train. The good thing is, is that they versed Gold Coast round one, so he doesn't have to be in too good of a nick. That is true. Um, now, we do have a hell of a lot of people chatting on our Twitch, oh, which well, is absolutely fantastic. Boy, oh boy. Might have to go through them a bit later. But let's see if we can get in here. Um, some consistent Gilda and premiums don't go in the uh, same sentence. Nick Volk wants to know a little bit about uh, our thoughts on Taranto, which we'll, uh, we will go yes, through. We will, definitely. definitely. Um, who will run St Kilda now? Um, so right now it's going to be Lewis Pearce um, until Longer gets back. But I still think that he might be the number one. We'll see how that tra- transitions out. Is Billings hashtag blessed this year? Yep. He is. Oh, well, he's been... I don't know. Like, how many people write him off? I mean, he's not a Higgins. That's true. And even Higgins came good in the end, and now everyone's like, oh, silky smooth Higgins. So... I'm I'm with Billings four percent. I mean, geez, that's four percent. It's worth a gamble at four percent, surely. Yep, I think. Uh, now let's have a look here. LD Grimo says LD poo. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is my F one to F four right now? Um, my F one to F four is Danger Heaney, Robbie Gray, and a rookie. So Parker or probably oh, said. Oh, you dumped him. Uh, Billings. Yeah. Yeah, I do, but at the moment. Yeah, I have to, to get in. Um, nah, hashtag well, blessed. Uh, to, keep, got... to keep Sam Collins, who played amazing, um, Walsh, and keep getting um, mid-price of Mumford, I had to drop someone in my team, and that someone, unfortunately, was Billings and Darling, which then I got to upgrade Darling to Gray. And Yeah, anyway. Anyway, well, I, I am sitting with Dane Jaheini, Billings, and um, Setterfield. So... That is me. Uh, Grimo said that uh, Derek Joyce played a full game last year and scored negative three. Yep, excellent super coach selection. Um, <laughs> uh, I think there's better premium selections elsewhere. Yeah, I have Wallace F three, Elliot F four, Setterfield five. Don't know about Elliot. I'm I'm not necessarily sold on that yet. Um, congratulations on your mortgage. <laughs> Thanks very much, Fuzzy. Um, draft night at Chris's place. Congrats on the house. And uh, yeah. We'll go from there. Yep. So, moving on to the next game. I, I believe housewarming is you putting on beers, Chris. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much and a sausage chisel. Yeah. Because you like sausage. Uh, next one, Adelaide and Port Adelaide. Uh, yes. So, uh, I did watch this game as well. Um, and the, obviously, the most important person on the park was Zach Butters, really, at the end of the day. Oh, what a great name. <laughs> Butters. I mean, how many South Park memes and gifts can we come up with for this? Oh, jeez. Uh, Wouldn't you be happy being a, a woman? 
I don't know why would why would you be having finger warmers? Have you heard the band Butterfingers? <laughs> no, I, I, no, there is a band called Butterfingers. Yeah, yeah. I know, but that's well, if he drops the ball a lot. That, yeah. that, that Butter, takes me back to uh, what like uh, Butterfingers. Like, yes, yeah, like like early two thousands pop, pop punk or something stupid. Like I don't know. No, they're anyway. the ones that they're the ones that sing all those funny tunes, um, like uh, Fig Jam. I don't think they're that funny. Fig Jam. <laughs> Fuck, I'm good. Just ask me. Fig Jam. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so I think he was probably the most important. Now, the unfortunate thing about what I've noticed over the whole JLT is that a lot of the rookies that really perform, they're all really expensive. Um, so Butters is not cheap. Um, yes. Do you have a, his price there at all? Butters, I do. 157K, uh, scored yep. 91 super coach points. And uh, yeah, so he played through the midfield and half forward. So it looks ready to go. Yep. Now, 25 disposals, four tackles, two goal assists. Now, Port did play a very, very young midfield. So they yep. basically played with Rockcliffe and three rookies most of the game. So um, they had Robbie Gray in there for some CBAs. He looked at he was going like on one leg and just half half cocked for the whole game. Well, they wanted Ollie Wines, around. but uh, he was still dragging behind a boat. So <laughs> he's <laughs> a little did. little while off. Um, Willem Drew also really impressed. So I think he's going to be locked into my on-field forward setup early in the season, which will be good. Yes. Um, hopefully we don't get burnt by a port dropping him in round three when Ollie Wines comes back, which would be really upsetting. Seven clearances too, Willem Drew. Yeah. Yeah, he played really, really well. Yep. Wouldn't be surprised if he plays. Um, outside that, I think we could put a line through a couple. So I didn't really like Dersma at all. I thought Dersma was uh, no. just a little bit off the pace from what I thought he was going to be. Um, playing and Rosie over... as well didn't really do anything oh, for me. I'm not, I'm not writing off Dersma just yet. 130,000, uh, 130, but nine touches, yeah, obviously didn't set the world on fire, but only played just over half a match. So if he replicates that and actually has a bit better of a round this weekend, I think you could actually find some room possibly it just depends if someone yeah. can, if someone can kick him out which by Clark did kick him out for you but for me yep. I actually got rid of him but I'm still watching for him this weekend to see if he can prove me wrong now the other person on, that I watched from Port Adelaide that completely got a ride off even though I was already off him beforehand was uh, a little guy by the name of of of, of Justin Westhoff I, I <laughs> little him, guy little guy big guy sorry he absolutely, first of all, butchered a couple of like gimme marks and goals, but that role is not going to help him in Supercoach this year. He's not going to get, again, we will repeat this from last week's pod where we said that there's no way he makes top 10 Supercoach forwards. And I think that it might even be no, more dire than that. I think he might go back down to say a flat 90, maybe even 85. I was thinking, I was, uh, in my head, I was picking 88. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know I can't see him being, and you're paying way too much for him this year. So, if you've got him, rethink that really yeah. hard. Look at him again this week, but wow. I know some people are thinking he can be a great way to handcuff, you know, give yourself some security in a forward line so that way if your ruck goes down, you can swing him in. Or if you're thinking about, like, some were trying to do, like, Mumford and have that sort of option or uh, trying to swing, which was yeah. originally the Clark and Fort combo, which now sounds absolutely dire. Yeah. Um, right. And watch those people jump over now to... Um, GWS now Fremantle. Rory Lobb. Lobb. Yeah. Because he had a good game. So like, yeah, oh, he had one good game. He's cheaper. Yeah. I'm going to go with that guy. Don't do that. I don't know what um, he was Fremantle running. were doing with their rucks on the day, but they basically played like three or four rucks on the day and just put them all through yep. at different times. Like, it was um, really random. Okay, so let's go with Chris and I. We spoke about this during the game a little bit. Rory, Led, and Brody Smith playing together. Yeah, not as happy as I thought I would be about that. 
Yeah, <laughs> um, well, I think they worked well together. But by working well, I mean great for the team. Great for the team. Yeah. But sometimes they were just taking disposals off each other. So then it's like, well, how does that impact Laird? I mean, I was happy with Smith. Brody Smith played a great game. Yeah, that's great um, for Smith because he's obviously cheap. So if he gets you a ninety average, you're happy, right? Well, not only that, now um, their kickout taker, um, what's his name? Luke Brown was. Luke Brown's injured. Today, yeah, for, two uh, months for two months. Yeah, eight weeks. So that uh, means that Brody Smith could be getting kickouts and some running bounces. Hashtag could two, be. Hashtag two He's points. guaranteed to be taking most of the kickouts. I can guarantee you that. So. And two points for running bounce. Hashtag. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that could actually bode well for him, particularly. I'm a little bit more about uh, concerned about Robbie Laird. Robbie Tip- Laird. Oh, Robbie Laird. <laughs> Robbie. See, we're both having. It's it, we're parched. It's because our sponsor aren't here today. Do we have any? Us. We don't have any beers. No, we we've, I've some. only got spirits here. Unfortunately, we drank all the beers in the weekend. Yeah, I know. Unlucky. Unlucky. We need a keg. With that next house, got a keg. And then we just have like a little tap. We can just kind of. Dude, I actually have like I've like been nudging Ash to get us a um a, like a full keg set up. I am. We got parched. one of my cousins, and it's amazing. It's so uh, sorry, Rory Led. Um, I still love roulette, but now I'm actually considering taking it out my starting Yeah, side, so. I mean, he had what, uh, so he had 28 disposals and nine marks for 94 Supercoach. Yeah. Classic Rory Laird. And I'm just uh, a little bit hesitant now. And Well, yeah, I think I'm getting rid of him. And I'm are? actually, I'm, I think I'm just, adding just in another the, mid-price. Just because of the pr- price, right? Yeah. yeah. And they, I, but they have such an easy start to the year. So now I'm like, well, he might average his price for the first four weeks and then what? Uh, I, anyway. Well, I mean, it bodes well for Smith. It just doesn't bode as well, obviously, so for So I'm Laird. thinking so, about I didn't have Smith in my side, I don't think. So. And the other question, of course, is Miller. So they, they, they're yeah. obviously going to play those three guys. All those three guys, they're accumulators. They're good users of the football yeah. off the back line. It does, Adelaide aren't going to care who gets the ball. It's great for Adelaide. I think it's going to yeah. sit, sit well, very well for them. But for me... You know, probably, to me, what that says is they don't have a designated kicker out of well, the back Not line. only that, before last year, I think Rory Laird averaged, what, 100 flat, 100.6, whatever it is. And this year, averaged 108. So it might just mean that he comes back to worth and averages you a flat 100. Yeah. Which means that you're paying eight points overs. Um, yeah, so I'm not too sure. I still like him, but I want to see something a little bit more this weekend. Trev- Speaking of, sorry, Stones just said mid-prices, Brody Smith versus uh, Newman versus Crouch. Um, oh. who's who's worth who's hey, who's Crouch, most worth the risk? Crouch is more like four hundred k though. Four hundred nineteen. That's yeah, a, that's huge. That's, that's a mid price. That's in, difference in, compared to like a three hundred and twenty k. They're still both mid price because you got to remember the ones in midfield, ones yeah. in. Um, I would never ever touch. We've we've touched on this. Never touch Brad, Brad Crouch ever because he's never ever played over fourteen games in a single season. Now, if you think that he can get maybe to the buys and then upgrade him as a stepping stone, and that's what you want to do. Then I can see merit in that, but yeah. I, I I'm not touching Brad Crouch at all. Yes, and I will never touch Brad Crouch at all. His um, body's not not good. Um, yeah, so just, then that means what Brody just Smith just or, look. How about you just pick Matt Crouch and just pretend it's Brad Crouch and just you know. And yeah, him. I would go Brody Smith over Nick Newman any day of the week. So uh, and for two reasons, yeah. I think there is about eighty thousand difference between the two, but I think also that Brody Smith can average more. Yeah. Honestly, that's that's not a biased I 100% agree. Uh, Matt Crouch also didn't do himself any disjustice. He actually looked really good. Yeah, uh, he did look 110 good. super coach points, 32 touches. Um, and they again, were sharing it amongst each other too, which oh, was good. And he, he's going to clean up. And we spoke about it. They now have a functioning forward line, Adelaide. Yeah. Last year they didn't. They were injuries galore. Whereas now, especially with this more room, it's going to be easy for him to actually hit up a target yep. instead of losing it and turning it over because they had no one in the forward line. 
who could actually take a grab. So I, I think Matt Crouch will do well. I think it's, again, probably just sitting around 110 average for me. But I thought he was really impressive. Still only about 7% owned as well, which is good, about 550K. So yeah. 551. Um, another interesting one is I don't know if I'd recommend him too much for standard, but Travis Boak. Um, I, was I think it's it. more than interesting. I was actually quite upset when I wasn't able to pick him up in the in the draft. I, I think uh, he he he's reliable. He averaged eighty eight. He's reliable. But I was watching this game going, Fuck, "There's Travis Boak in the middle again." Yep. There's Travis Boak in the and middle. And then again. afterwards, they and released they a released press release it, yeah. and saying that Travis Boak will probably play more on the midfield. And I'm like, "Well, there it is." Yeah. And um, now whether or not he's going to be super coach standard relevant, I'm I'm not sure about that. But I don't think. He's averaged 100 many times in yeah. the midfield. It's interesting. I don't think it's necessarily bad value. That's not bad value. And I so don't think four, it's a bad pick. So he's 478K. Um, he got 81 on the weekend, so that's probably not the best thing. He had 27 touches for 81. Yep. That's probably not the greatest thing you've ever read in your life. Um, but he is a forward option, and uh, he could actually be okay, particularly for drafts. Yeah. I would be yeah hitting that up for sure because... At worst, he's actually going to get you an 80, and he hits quite a few hundreds. Now, on the rookie front for that, Adelaide, there was literally not one that I thought they're going to hold down a spot. Chase no. Jones did some okay things. 36 but points. No, not at, not worth it. Um, I think yep. even Miles Paul, you still uh, rookie priced as well. Um, Sam Jacobs was 54, but he only had uh, 48% game time. So Yeah, Rosie as well, 41 yeah. points from... Um, nah, didn't like him. No, exactly. No. Like, nothing, nothing. Not at all, so... Um, nothing there that I'm really looking at screams to me good option. So yep. we'll move on I mean, from them. Uh, quickly to say, though, Brad Crouch did look amazing. He did, but again, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, nothing <laughs> he does. Nothing he does. But, I mean, every time he got the ball, I'm like, is that? Damn it, it's him again. Yeah, I know, right? He did look good. <laughs> he looked fantastic. He looked good. If he, if he Don't be biased. No, I am biased because if he could literally come out, if he biased me, it's not. Uh, this is information that is, is proven. It's not like I'm... Making shit up. His body can't hold up for a full AFL season. Can't do it. It, He's literally proved it over the last however many seasons he's played. He's actually only played four seasons, but he's been on a list for six years. So this is his seventh year on a list. And he's still only managed to pump out at maximum 14 games. People don't forget. No. An elephant never forgets. Um, now let's move on to the Giants and Sydney game. Oh, yeah. This was a good game. It was a great game. This was a good game. For to anyone watch. that loves Coniglio, which I do, I love Stephen Coniglio. And Toronto. Toronto I, did, yeah. If only Kelly was in that mix. I really wanted to see Kelly. That is the issue, isn't it? Because you, you want to see those three together in one game and see yes. the role. It's the unison. It's the. The other thing, of course, is Jacob Hopper. And I'm a little bit upset about um, how he's going to impact them because. I personally believe that Hopper's not is a fairly one-dimensional player. Okay, so yeah, we had this conversation. There was, you know, we are we placed the question out there, and some people were really quick. You know, Toronto had a good game. Oh, Toronto's the best. He averaged He's a lock. He averaged like what was it eighty-eight or something or nine yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah. So he, oh, he did well. Now he'll have more midfield time. It's like well, yes and no. I mean, they did lose Shield, yes, but Kelly played more on the wing last year. So he'll lose three percent of Kelly's game time was on the ring. Forty three percent. So then he'll move into the middle more. Yep. Hopper, like, oh no, but Hopper can just play outside. And we're like, have you That's met? Never gonna have happen. you met Hopper? He is like the Patrick Cripps of GWS. Guaranteed. Inside, he's not nearly as good. No, no, <laughs> not nearly. No, as in, no, don't don't get me wrong. We're he's talking, an inside midfielder. He's not an outside inside. player. He doesn't have speed. He doesn't have turn of pace. No. He might be able to pinch up forward, but you, no, you want him just, in the midfield. You want him in a, the guts. He's a contested winner and. Yeah. 
If you're going to play him, it's got to be in there getting contested ball. I agree. That's it. That's the only role he's ever good so at. So if he's best 22, that definitely is pushing someone out of the midfield. And that unfortunately looks to me like it's going well, to be Well, I think Taranto is more versatile. Taranto can go wing. Exactly. Taranto can go forward. Taranto can play multiple roles because he's That's so That's his good. downfall for Supercoach, but he's such a valuable player for GWS. A great player. Yeah. 100% great player. But for me, I want to see Hopper in there because Hopper hasn't had a good run. No. He's had a pretty bad like last couple of years, but he has potential. And I'm still big on Hopper taking some... My other thing as well, with Josh Kelly, and I, I've said this over the weekend, but um, with him playing 43% last year in a wing and still being able to average that, in a contract year where they're basically already... The rumor is that he's ready to sign pretty much. Yeah, they're throwing money. No, what do you reckon that he's just gone, well, I want to play 100% midfoot? Yeah, you're not going. You're not going. Yeah. By the way, uh, this is my contract here, and I, I can do what I want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm okay if you play me fifty. I'm gonna do what you outside. want. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So he's not going to play outside. I reckon he's going to be playing on the ball. And if you watch how the games have gone with you having more time and space, he's going to love that. Yeah. Middle. That guy. He's yeah. going to look so good. So in, in my and I don't know, I think I think that we're pretty. Their their starting three should be Coniglio, Kelly, Hopper. Yep. Taranto rotates through and I pose in a Ward as well. Ward, Ward probably yep. blows Hopper to start. Yeah, for that'd be their for best. A, yeah, 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 agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but then they'll get rotation. And um, then the other really interesting positional thing that happened on the weekend was Lockie Whitfield. Yep. So uh, really surprised to see Whitfield actually started in the forward line for basically most of the first half. Um, they did this weird thing where they start him in the forward line and then he would sprint back down behind the ball after a contest to try and make up an extra number. Um, and it just really wasn't working. And you, you, what you saw was Zach Williams getting a ton of ball in that first half. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I, I it. 14 possessions in the first quarter or something stupid. Oh, he it. Um, and then basically locked himself into everyone who is everyone's uh, team, which is good. But it really left a big question mark over uh, Whitfield in terms of what his role is going to be this year. So I'm not entirely sure. The other thing is when he did go back behind the ball again in the second half, he actually went back behind the ball, Williams wasn't playing. So Williams got taken off. He only played half a game or just over half a game. Yeah. So, so you don't get too much info from Again, that. where's the information? Um, yep. Really big question mark. And I don't want to blow my own horn about that, but I said that in preseason. If, if his role is not there, there's no, <laughs> there's no way I'm picking him if his role is not Please, there. if there's no one way. thing you would like to do, it's blow your own horn. I do. Um, just quickly as well, Taranto. I mean, I do know uh, Dylan Shield's gone and Tom Scully, but now I think you have... Um, Delidio will probably play a bit uh, on the wing, like he did sort of start to last year in the finals and that yeah, sort of I thing. Do agree. So I think Taranto probably on the wing, going in that midfield, getting that wing rotation. half forward. Yeah, and, play a bit and of some on the midfield. Ball. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But I can't see him getting nearly as much as he did this, and especially in that um, first uh, preseason. Yeah, match because as well. the, the midfield time from Dylan Shield will probably get replaced by some Kelly time, and then a bit of another mix from now, there. Now, we'll just need to catch up on some Twitch stream because we're really uh, lacking behind you. We've just got so many guys interacting with us today, guys, which is awesome. That's, Thank you very much. so good. How many people? Uh, 17. Uh, Love and life. Yeah. Um, so, Collins versus Setterfield, uh, who will average more, um, Collins, but um, you need to have both. I don't think yeah, you can I think both at this start point. both. Um, are you worried by forward rookie output minus Setterfield? Yes, 100%. But I mean, I'm worried every year about that. Yeah. So, you... you I would love to go deeper in the forward line, I, but there's I'm, no one I there. I think I'm going more mid-price and rooks in defense than I am forward line at this point. I think you can only trust on a yeah. couple of forwards. The issue with the forward line is that who else are you going to put in there? I mean, you got maybe Darcy Moore. you got maybe Joe Danaher, maybe Toby Green. You're starting to look really yeah. Otherwise, then you got there. Setterfield and then just your... What, the couple that we've Then it's mentioned. Billings, you know? Yeah. After that, it's... You know, so I, I don't know. Um, but is in South Park? Yes, of course. Um... 
Uh, well, re- Westhoff is relevant after the buyers once Ryder is injured and he's 400k. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, he could become really good handy uh, ruck cover deep in the season once his price drops. That's a good strategy. Um, happens every year that we always get burnt with um, with 50s from forwards. Yep, I agree, Nick. Very much true. T-Man Hawk. Welcome, T-Man. Um, he's, uh, he said he's gone off Westhoff as well. Not yep. sure about uh, Ford at uh, Ruck 3 either. Definitely listen to us. Do and not pick Westhoff. Yeah. So. I picked it last year with Goddard, didn't I? Saying Goddard's horrible and Westhoff. he ended up averaging horrible. Um, Laird and Smith, I'm playing, going for both. Well, that's, I mean, that's one way to just shore it up. Either Laird, way, Laird and that. Smith have yeah. both been in my side. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, you can always go Pruce as a, as an option. Yep, definitely. Um, Brad Crouch with their start worth it. Well, I think you need to wait on the Pruce one, Chris, because I think the Pruce will be in the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> that was highbrow for you. Yeah, yeah? Well done. All right, all right. No, we'll, I, we'll dude, I just like when you actually bring PG rated jokes into this, yeah. you know, instead of that, uh, MA stuff you used to. Oh, I still get it sometimes. <laughs> Um, it's going to take a 12-month cleanse. Kay Collar said, I really like Burton and your thoughts. I actually really liked his role. Um, I just need to see more of it. Didn't score enough for me to be worth it at this stage. Yeah. But if I get some more information, we'll see. Very draft relevant, though. Definitely. Very draft. He could push high 80s if he has the right role and yep. kills it. Um, who kicks Sydney's goals without Buddy? I think they'll probably go with a, a small forward line. Heaney's going to be playing a lot more forward earlier in the yeah, season, uh, I think. Heaney, Ben Reid, uh, and then I think you're looking at your Pappas, your Ronks. And uh, was it um, Will Hayfield? They it? had no, no. They also, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, Haywood. Um, Haywood. Sorry. No, but they also have that uh, rookie that I think will get games. Uh, Nick Lakey, Nick Larky, Nick something. What's his Kuriosk? <laughs> no, but congratulations, Nick Kuriosk on his Mexican Open win. I'm a big fan. Did he win the whole thing? Yeah, he won the whole tournament. Okay. Yeah, well, well I knew he was up to the um, finals. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Blakely. Um, so is that Nick Blakely, I think from the Suns, I'm sorry, sorry, from, um, Sydney. Maybe that's the guy. If you're talking about Connor Blakely, still injured, do not touch him. Late draft selection. I've picked him up in two drafts. Yeah. Nick Blakey, 166k forward for Sydney, 31 supercoach. He looks really good. Now the unfortunate thing for him is he's actually probably more of a midfielder than a forward at 195. But he's um he will probably play forward early because they lack the tall well, options. Yeah, so. he's too expensive and he only scored thirty one super coach, so yeah. Yeah. I also agree. Um here we go. Why didn't Josh Kelly play? Uh just uh, man management, he'll probably play JLT two. I wouldn't read too much into that. He is obviously coming back yeah, from, from postseason groin. hip hip and groin. Uh, yeah, I think it was he actually I think you're right, hip surgery. Something. Um but yeah, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Check my spreadsheet. And he sure had it on a string. Yeah, he bloody did. <laughs> and Haitley um, also did okay. He did more than okay. He was, he was in my opinion, um, the second most impressive rookie of the entire yeah. JLT, right behind Sam Walsh. Pick 14. Unbelievable. Uh, huge, 101. So I think uh, Jai Caldwell actually really impressed me. Jai Caldwell literally looked like Dylan Shield, like with the number on the back and everything, the uh, way he moved. I was like, he, is that he has, Dylan Shield? He has Shield? a mature body too. Yeah, and yeah. I think he'll get games early too. Yep. I don't think his role is going to be conducive. Uh, I think it'll be more coach. forward line. He did what kick four goal, uh, two goals yeah. from 14 touches. So I think he looked really good when he did have it. Yeah. I thought he made pretty good decisions. Um, Hatley, 101 Supercoach points, um, so pick 14, um, yeah, so I think he looks pretty good, 16 touches, laid four tackles. Yeah, so ja- um, Jackson Hatley had an adjusted time on ground score of 130, which means that, uh, he actually, he actually went at, Jackson, Jackson Hatley went at 100% disposal efficiency. Ooh. That is just insane for a rookie, he looked That's why, 16 touches, yeah, 16 yeah. touches, 100%, Jesus. Um, he also had in that, um, yeah, so... 
In my in my opinion, I honestly think that uh, Haitley is is going to play round one, and I would be surprised if he didn't. I think that there's a spot there for him. Yep. Um, I, I don't Cor- think Corwell. Oh, does. No, I was going to say touch and go. I yeah. Think it depends if someone doesn't I think it's make Haitley. it. Yeah. Um, However, so, I think they're much more. more he's much expensive more as well. Like, uh, yeah, Corwell 162k. Uh, Haitley is 148k. Yeah. So he's probably the more likely the 148k mid. Um, yeah, I think that these two are definitely ahead of, say, like a, a Hill, Ian Hill or whatever his name is, yeah, yeah. Uh, for playing at this point for me. So um, let's go the monkey off the shoulder. Uh, let's go with the t- tag team for the blonde duo. We'll go with uh, Callum Mills and Isaac Heaney. Fair enough. Um, I thought Isaac Heaney was quite impressive. Um, he, you know, But again, we're talking about him having to push forward. He looked like the most lively forward option for them. He looked like the only forward option for them. They, yep. they desperately needed a goal, and they're like, what do we do? Oh, I suppose we put any forward because yes. we can't do anything else. Um, so for me, I think he's not going to go down in price, which we've said all year. Yep. 24 disposals, 13 contested, 5 clearances, 5 tackles, so and kicked a couple of goals. Um, so for me, he is a lock in my side. Callum Mills did okay, except uh, he just handballs way too much. Um, now I don't know if that was situational. Maybe it's just a little bit. That's how he plays midfield. He gets gets a lot of handballs. Doesn't kick too much. He's a better kick than that though. Yeah. So kick the ball more. Uh, I think his disposal is eighty nine percent. Eighteen touches, seven tackles, three clearances. Um, yeah, I think he he's Play definitely okay. good. I don't. I, again, I, I've actually probably put him ahead of McGrath as far as his possible output. Yeah. But again, I don't think I'm picking either. So nah. just awkward price. At this point, I need more information. Four twenty eight k. It's a bit awkward. If I see him absolutely come out and towel this next JLT in the midfield, yep. then yeah, that's, that makes much more sense. Um, so Lloyd is someone that I'm obviously uh, definitely watched a lot. He still had 24 disposals, Lloyd. I know he only scored 74 Supercoach, but he had 99 DT. So he just started one of those days where um, not everything went well for him. But he still only had 65% time on ground. So he had 24 disposals and 65% time on ground. If you know, extrapolate that out, another twenty percent time on ground. What's that? At least another four or five disposals. He's getting twenty nine, thirty disposals, and then what do we say? He gets twenty nine disposals, and his average last year was one hundred and twenty four. Yep. So I can't. I'm definitely not right. If you're writing off Lloyd on that, rethink that. It's yeah, I'm writing off Lloyd. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, the other one quickly, I thought was very impressive. Uh, was Jeremy throw the elbow, Cameron? Oh, you mean he's short? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the guy that's going to average less than Hurley. No way. Um, Jeremy Cameron, actually, no, his role was really good. I thought it was good. So yeah. he was getting up the ground, using the ball well, and he looks really fit. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you can just kind of not do the old knocking, <laughs> knocking people out with his elbow, I actually think he could average you 90 True. plus, but I don't think it'll be top 10. Yeah, really. No, nah, very, uh, very important. And look, and I tried to get him in draft too, but the the guy was, you talked him up. Oh, you sold two, yourself out of that. Oh, two points, like two picks after. I was telling it was him not to fault. pick it. Why? Because no. he was going. He said, he he said, who should I go with? Should I go with Delidio or should I go with Jeremy Cameron? I was trying to sell Delidio. Right. And then in the end, he got Delidio next round anyway. So yeah, I was like, oh, it was your fault. You're right. All right, now I just want to go through quickly, um, moving on to the next game, Lions versus the Hawks. Yes. Uh, I'll let you go for a bit of a rant on this one with the, with your boys, but um, I'll tell you what, from what I watched, Brisbane were impressive, but they played against a really subpar Hawks team. Correct. Uh, this also happened to coincide with when we are doing our draft, so unfortunately this game and the Melbourne and Richmond game we didn't see a, a whole heap of. I actually watched this live afterwards. Oh, not live, um, on replay. Oh, okay, replay, right. Yeah, yeah. I probably saw a little bit of the highlights. Yeah. Uh, I saw more of the Richmond and D's. So, well, you can then take the lead then, Chris, because, sure. I mean, all I want to know is, 
Is Lockie Neal the best thing since sliced bread? <laughs> well, I tell you what, he got out of the gates really well. He played really, really impressive. Um, I don't, I, I'm, he's already in my side. So for me, I was just looking yep. to make sure that he had the chemistry and that he's not going to be losing anything out of going to Brisbane. And I mean, yep, tick. Well, with, never leaving my side from this point forward. When he's hanging around Zorko, how can he not have the chemistry? <laughs> Am I right? Zorko <laughs> played a little bit um, under underwhelming, and that sort of threw me off a little bit. But I was okay with his his performance. The biggest performance of the day, in my opinion, was Lincoln McCarthy. I thought he played absolutely amazing. And we know he can play football. It's just yeah. his body's never been up to scratch. Apparently, he's had a good preseason too. They even released articles after. Uh, I think he is definitely one to watch. Yep. And, and his rookie price too. I don't know if you know that. He's under 250K. Ooh. So I'll just pick up. Let me have a look on our spreadsheet here. Lincoln McCarthy is... If I can find him. 247K. So he's just under. So that is one forward. And now, again... Highly risky. Yeah. We're given his injury history, but I tell you what, he played fantastic. He put on a heap of tackles. Um, how many tackles did he take there? Uh, eight tackles. He had uh, 17 disposals. He kicked uh, two goals straight. I think he was fantastic on the day. And he's arguably best on with Neil probably oh, taking the chocolates. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you who was also a little bit underrated here, Chris, by the sounds of it. Reese the Beast Matheson. Yeah, he played well. He played well. Uh, 114 Supercoach points, 28 touches, 6 inside 50s, 2 goal assists, 68% game time. Yeah, no, really good. Smashed it. And he's I a forward he option. Uh, can he play a full season? Yep. And by full season, I don't mean injury. He's not in front of their other rookies. So for, for mid-time, in my opinion. No. So he's not in front of McCluggage. He's not in front of... Um, well, both of those played. McCluggage yeah, and Barry played. Yeah, but yeah, what I'm saying is round one. Reese the Beast in there. As yeah. a forward mid option, he will average you He's ninety. Not getting those mid minutes. He will average you ninety three in the draft. Oh, oh mate, that is a massive call. Nah, he only I will take. Okay, so we're doing another bet because no. I'm happy to take anything against Mather. You name the terms and I'll say yes or no. Okay, over under eighty. Yeah, like over under eighty. No, that's a, you just that's, said yeah. Yeah, he'll get over okay, eighty. No, no. Okay, so over under eighty. Over. I'm saying over, you're saying under. Yeah. Just quietly. No, but 80. So, uh, <laughs> no, okay, okay, so. Over I'm under 80. Under, no. Over under 80, but has to play over 14 games. No. Uh, like 85. You've got a deal. You've got a deal at 85. 85 and 14 games? Jeez, yeah. that's, a, that's a big bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, isn't it strange how the tyres are turned? <laughs> um, no, so look, they were, I thought he, he was did impressive. Play really well, as did Jared Lyons in his first year. I thought he played really well. He had 26 disposals himself. Did we say over 85 without? the number of game bets? <laughs> no, that doesn't help. Like... I don't know if he's going to play 14 games. Um, and now we did have this um, question actually posted from Pistol actually. Um, Pistol Archie Pete. Smith and the Steph Martin conundrum. So yeah. do you want to give your view on you still thinking the same? No, still Steph. I mean, I think Archie played well. But Archie I played well. I think Archie's 12 months away from breaking in to be honest. I think the coach is doing really well but again, I'll say this again, you know, he's not going to come out saying, oh Archie, you're playing in the seconds all year and you have no shot of playing seniors. He's going to blow the smoke up both their backsides, and Steph Martin is feeling the pressure, but he is still you know, top four in the club. He is still absolutely dominant with his size and these new rules. He's going to monster people. So yes, he might be a slow starter, but Archie won't be playing unless somehow he manages to learn how to kick goals. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, 12, he's, he's 12 got, months time. I think he's this actually one, competing with what Oscar McEnany, right? I think, actually think he will be in a lot of people's sides next year. When I think he actually might even dethrone Steph if Steph stays at the Lions, which I'm, he might like to do, um, he'll be even cheaper again next year. Yeah, and I think he will be a lot of people's um, R two or bench option next year. So for Makes me, sense. I would I would wait twelve months on that one. 
Now, the other one that I want to touch on just before we move completely past the Lions is um, Eli Smith. So um, I've actually got him in my team right now, but didn't get much information out of him because he only played 23% game time, which didn't give us much. In that time, he got 13 super coach. Yep, 13 uh, and a quarter. Not in, a, great. in a quarter of footy, 13. Well, I mean, you know, times up by four, that's what, that, or 15 would be 60, so. Why do you only play a quarter? Well, that's the thing. So how far is he back behind that picking? I thought he was a lot higher, so. I didn't. Never uh, touched my side. So now, we have to boot him and find another mid. Yeah. And look, there's so many more mids. The issue is that they're all expensive, so you've got to, now I've got to change my side to start accommodating these expensive rookies that seem to be the ones that are going to play this year. So there's a lot. There's, yeah, there's a, lot of those, a lot of restructuring. Yeah, 123 to 102k mids that are playing. Yeah, well, normally you have some 117k and 120k yeah. you know, people, but this year they all seem to be wanting the extra dollar. It was, well, you know what it was, that super draft that, you know, everyone was saying how amazing the mids were in last year's draft. I'll tell you what, we're seeing a lot of that now in the preseason. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're expensive. And on the Hawks side, another um, expensive rookie came to the fore with James Cousin. Not that I think that he can perform that well. Um, with a full complement of Hawthorne mids and team. I don't think yep. he's in the, in the best uh, 22, but um, interesting if he does. I want to watch him next week. No, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, 21-year-old uh, did really well, actually. 29 disposals, 8 marks, 5 yep. clearances, 4 tackles. So I think, um, yeah, it, it depends though, 100%. Warple as well played. He had 18 disposals, um, played well. So who gets that you know, that Warple, role, really? Yeah. Is, it, is it Warple or Cousins? Well, if it's Cousins... He's only slightly more expensive than a Sam Walsh, so you think he's about two hundred. No, he's only about two forty nine, two fifty. Two nineteen. So, oh, yep. so you know, good. so decent price again uh, to get to there. Oh, that's a hundred rand from a yeah, or um, 80, from 80, 80 off a um, Libertoro who killed it as well. So that's also true. Um, yeah, I am one hundred percent with you there. And we also said with uh, Warple, you know, we had him pegged around a what a eighty seven, eighty seven ish. So he averaged, he got eighty five in this game. So around what you expect to receive. And the biggest thing was obviously James Sisley playing forward literally the entire game. Yeah, kicked um, two four or something. Yeah, jeez. Um, I really hope that this is just Alistair Clarkson fucking with us. If only if he could kick as well as he like carries on with his tantrums, then he'd be a superstar. Kicking with goals different than field kicking. It is. It's completely yeah. different. It's the not demons. the same. Demon's getting his head. It's just, um, he's, you know, one of the best halfbacks in the game and, and they've just decided to, I said this on Twitter before, I honestly believe that coaches sometimes think to outsmart themselves. Oh, wouldn't it be great if uh, if Sicily yeah. started playing in the forward line? Why? He's one of the best center, like, halfbacks in the, in the game. Why, why put yeah. him in the forward line? It's the same with Whitfield. Whitfield, yeah, oh, let's, let's just put throw him in the forward the line. What yeah. are you doing? Just play the people where they are best going to serve your team. Doesn't make sense. So I'm, again, watching him this week, I've been looking at options to change him out of my team. And I've had him literally since day dot the entire I know. time. And, and imagine those that drafted him in the second or third round. Yeah, and I, and I drafted him in a I know, draft I saw as that. Well. That's why I'm giving you shit, Chris. He picked <laughs> him second round. Uh, okay, Oliver um, Hanrahan. Yep, Hanrahan. Uh, 123K Rook. forward. Uh, mostly half high, uh, half high forward role. 19 disposals. Got 67. So, um, yeah, I think he, he, he'll want to impress, but whether he gets the opportunity is another story. So I'm I actually had him pegged him. last year as someone that could break out because um, the coach talked about him in the preseason saying that he's one that could really yep. come towards. Didn't get a game. So um, maybe it's the year. It could, this year could be Ollie Hanrahan's year. And yeah, 123K. Let's keep an eye on him. Again, one that we don't know about his job security at this point, but 
if he gets some early games, he yep. might, or maybe even during the season, we might see him as a downgrade option. So. Yep, and Jack Scrimshaw, 68 points. Um, decent enough, decent but enough, there's just but, other better options. But if he point. comes, yeah, at this point, he's been overthrown. But yep. uh, that being said, if he has a good week this week, who knows? See, it's, see it's got, it could there. be really hard for us this year picking the more expensive ones because you can't pick them all. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, it's not Pokemon. You can't get them all, Chris. Um, now I'm just going to go back through here. So uh, Haley also did okay. Yep. Uh, thank you, Team Man Hawk. With all these mid mid rookies, oh. uh, do we completely change strategy and load up with a rookie uh, with rookie mids and forward premiums? Uh, maybe uh, traditionally, it's not a great way to do this because then you've got. Um, you don't have enough downgrade options. So let's say you you need ca- you need uh, to downgrade a forward or you need to downgrade a mid, but the only people available is, is a defender defense. or whatever. Yeah, correct. So if you fill out all of your lines and there's someone that needs the only downgrade option is X, then you stuff yourself for that week of trading yeah. and you really... You can't downgrade a premium to get a, a rook in. So, yeah. so um, I wouldn't never advise that. I'm with you. I think, if anything, if there's some of these good options like you know, your Clarks um, as well as the Gold Coast Defender... It just might mean that you might end up going, you know, maybe premium with some. Well, you might actually just go two primos, maybe a mid pricer, and then go rooks or something. Yeah, or, other. I, I or think... three, one, and two with the two more expensive, and maybe spend a bit more cash in defense. Yeah, or you know, right now I'm looking at dropping Zorko to a liver, which can free up two hundred twenty thousand, yeah. and I can jump that, just literally pop that into all the rookies that are going to play. Well, so, see, one thing I wanted to do was have three premiums in defense, like you know, premium. So three primos, three rooks. Which could actually work now with these more expensive rooks that seem to be doing quite well. Yep. But the problem is, I don't know which three premiums to put because it's like, well, we how? We just don't have enough yeah, information like yet. Sicily, it's I still can't too trust early. now. Whitfield's a bit funny, so then do you consider your Williams a primo, but he's more of a mid, so. Yep. Um, so Steph played in the Needful this week, so that's uh, Sir Black Knight, so uh, oh, that's thank good. you very much for that. Um, uh, Team N Hawk says Neil and Smith for me. Uh, being a, a Hawk supporter, I have, I have none of them in my SC team now. Yeah. I uh, thought about Cousins, but can't see him getting much uh, game time, get much of the ball compared to O'Meara and Wingard. And yeah, I 100% yep. agree with you. So that's that's why. That's I'm a very valid, very valid point there. Um, uh, it comes Cousins and Walsh. I'm taking Walsh every time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yep. not even. Yeah, not even 60% of the time. Um, Sicily playing full reminded me when Dima moved uh, Rance to the into the midfield. Yeah, right. Just coaches just thinking, oh, well, they're, they're that good of a player. They can yep. play anywhere. No, no, no. Like Luke McDonald last year. Don't mess with the program. Well, Some people can't handle would it. Would Sisley even be in the Hawks 22 if he wasn't playing in defense? He couldn't break the 22 until he went back into the into defense. No, he was line. playing forward. Yeah, he, he but like yeah, sporadically. Yeah, like he, he wasn't. Was, played six games in the year. Yeah, he know, wasn't like, set until anyway. the end of that season where he broke out. Tigers versus Demons. So I know you were big on the Basher train. So you want to get that out oh, of the way? Oh, not really. Early? No, it wasn't big on the basher train. It was just, you know, when it gets down to your slim pickings, particularly in a deep draft, True. you kind of look for guys that have average well before that hold value. So I picked him hoping he might average 80 plus or even get back to that Fair touch call. of 90s would be amazing. And it just so well happened that he had a great game. So I can't really complain. Yep. I'm not acting like a genius. You kind of look at him going, I need a defender and everyone else are these plebs averaging 80 or I can go for basher Hooli with some 80 possible some upside so yeah fair enough um look there were some good rookies that actually show some promise in richmond but again with richmond i don't know if there's going to be any spots come round one so you're looking at a noah bolter was very very oh, impressive. how good was that running down the sideline yeah. though the best point ever the commentators were like please go in like it was, <laughs> it was just so good 
Um, and you know what the favourite part about that, Chris, is? Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. Is that it's also named after a very crafty beard. It is, Bolter. Bolter. We've been sponsored by Bolter before. We have. If you haven't had a Bolter before, head down. Mick Fanning? Mick Fanning. And, yep. um, down at Tweed, they have the brewery, but you can also buy it around. Joel Parkinson. Yes. So, problem is, down in Victoria, they probably don't have it as easily accessible. Oh, they might. It's, you can get them at yeah. um, BWS now. But, no, up here, they're selling everywhere now. Even, like, Gold Coast Airport has it. Even the pubs around, like, yeah. Kangaroo Point Hotel. Brisbane, Gold Coast, huge. Victoria, I'm not so sure, but if you can get around Bolter... Uh, get on it. It's fantastic. It B-A-L-T-E-R. Yeah. And the best one, it's probably the most popular as well, is the XPA. Yep, so good. Um, won some awards. Won oh, some Yeah, one craft beer of the year last oh, year. Huge. So, so um, good. Amazing beer. Anyway, um, so we, we probably plug. We should go. I we know, should we definitely should. ask for beer, beer sponsors. We pl- yeah, we plug Just alcohol. Give us a six-pack. Yeah, we'll even, talk a, even, other, even other podcasts, mate. We plug everyone. That's what we do. We, we are the givers. We're not biased here. We just we are it's biased. It's true. <laughs> no, we are. But we plug everyone. Now, before we just get into the premiums, I just want to touch all on the rookie. So Jack Ross was very impressive. Um, he actually got 67 super coach um, and 59% time on ground. So I thought he yep. played really well in the time he had. 21 disposals. Yeah. Good effort. Um, Oleg Markov did enough to be still in the conversation, but again, depends if he get, can break into the 22. 55 off 79% time on ground. Yep. Um, and there was one more, Liam Baker, 55, again, off 36% time on ground. So, yeah, um, I hold confidence in that one. Yeah, no need to why, but he did. I mean, the reason why he was so high is he kicked two goals, one. So there's that. Um, the Jeez. one that really disappointed over all of them uh, was uh, Collier Dawkins, uh, yeah, who 22. 22, but off 40% time on ground. So, again, not terrible, but not what no. exactly what I was hoping. Not, you know, yeah, no. Picking any rich Seems to be a little bit far away. So. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, on the Melbourne side of things, in terms of rookies, um, I wasn't super impressed with Marty Hall, though he did take kickouts. Kick so, that was really good. Ah, you are a whore. Ah, you are a whore. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also had uh, Corey, uh, sorry, is it Corey Wagner? Yeah, Corey Wagner. Uh, 123k yeah. mid. So, 38, 38. Supercoach in 80% time on ground. Yeah. That's not I think great he, no, again. I think he's more And of a he's back. a mature age rookie who he's self-proclaimed a, he was going to be, he's ready for it this nah, year. No, he's a backup option. Yeah. He's the B group. Um, Thomas Barra as well, also disappointed. 10, Supercoach off 34% time on ground. Um, and I think that was it for the rookies. Yeah, I think so. James Jordan, 45, uh, 117K. Yes, Defender right. mid. Off not too much anyway. I think he was... Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're not going to see many rookie options come out of these two clubs. I think they're both no, top four pretty much don't done. generally blood too many. Yeah. Except L- unless they're... Unless you're West Coast. Yeah, well, yeah. But that, that was specific <laughs> specific uh, needs, though, Chris. So, uh, right. which would be good. Uh, so, you've already mentioned Hooley had a good game. Uh, Jaden Short, 100 super Great points. Starting to see a lot of Jaden Shorts in teams this week. Started so. taking some kick-ins as well. 29 touches. Clayton Oliver killed it. 120 super coach points. Uh, yep. As did Brayshaw, uh, killed it, but more fantasy. I think it had like 140 or 50. Yeah, his thing is he had, um, he had uh, let's have a look, seven clangers. So Ooh, um, that's Brayshaw in a nutshell. Um, he's the sit, find it, <laughs> kick the ball long to, a, to, a, um, to some <laughs> other guy marking the ball. Um, still super coach relevant, but I mean, in DT, 150 and 111 SC for that reason. Yep. So. Correct. Uh, Petrapa, 92 super coach points, had 22 touches, 10 contested. Five tackles and a goal. So I think uh, he should improve this year just from natural progression. And he actually looks a bit stronger too. Uh, he's always had a pretty good build, yeah. but he looks pretty fit and strong this Clayton year. Clayton Oliver had an adjusted time on ground score of 159. Ooh-wee. The guy's a gun. 
kid's a jet. Um, I don't know what else to say about him. The only reason That's I don't a have good him my, Only reason I don't have him in my team is because I can't afford him, and yeah. he doesn't fit into my bar structure. Imagine that though, not doing much contested work at all in the preseason, double shoulder surgery, comes out in JLT one and just absolutely. As pumps. we said, he, he needs to do non-contact work. He just pumps. Non-contact them. work in training is where he. You know why? Because the minute someone gets near him, he goes, "Oh, whoop. yeah, exactly right." I think yeah, he doesn't doing. look for the body because he's not used to it. He just picks up and goes. Unbelievable guy. That's crazy good. I got to try and find a way to get him in my side now. Oh. How can um, I do that though? Draft and is flying massively under the radar at the moment is Bailey Fritch. Yep. Um, so he was playing uh, as that wing, but also drops behind the ball for the contested mark. Um, and he played really good. So he got a 94. It's real um, good. From 70% time on. It's real good. <laughs> it's called Joe real good. Um, and look, he is flying well under the radar in draft. So if you're looking at someone as a late draft option, in both of our drafts so far, he's fallen way behind. In the um, in the pecking order, and no one's picked him up until the bench. Oh yeah, no so one's him. If you're looking for a late uh, late draft, Smokey, a hundred percent, I'd be looking at a Bailey Fritch. Yep, in no one's side. He's on the Fritz. He's on the Fritz. He's your friend in the Fritz, even friend in the Fritz. <laughs> uh, now moving on, um, yes. almost to the end, guys. So this has been I a know. long pod. It has, Chris. We might have to split this draft pod into two sections. I think. Hurry up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gold Coast and Western Bulldogs. Jack McRae's a gun. Um, do we need to say any more? Well, those who weren't getting him are now probably thinking, geez, I should probably get into McRae. Oh, no, McRae's not going to back it up. But, yeah, right. Oh. He's the only one that held his own role. Only one in the entire midfield. 40 disposals. Uh, again, the good players are going to have more time and space, and he just absolutely killed it. That being said, you can't read too much into it because it is Gold Coast, and he did tail them up last year. So if, for him only to get 143 Supercoach points that last year during a game, probably would have been about more like 170. So... Uh, interesting. Uh, I think we'll, you know, time will tell. Yep. A couple of good surprising ones though. Let's go in. Number one, we'll say with Brendan Fiorini. Yep. I thought was highly impressive. Well, we we both have said he's got talent. Last it's just year, can he just get on, stay last, on the park. Last year he let us down. Yeah. Uh, Libertore is the other one. Outstanding. Uh, 111 super coach points. 27 touches. Eight clearances. He had yep. more center bounces than Dunkley and. McLean, I think, combined. combined. Yeah, he did. Which is <laughs> sucks to be those two. And uh, McRae had the most. And again, it's just proof that McRae's role is not changing at all. Correct. Yep. So that's the that's the biggest lock of 678,000, I think so it is. I think Dunkley and McLean will probably end up averaging yep. you what, 88 to 95 still, but you're not going to know when those points are coming and um, they're going to be reliant on getting those points elsewhere. I agree. Uh, yeah, Libba, absolutely touted. It's Fiorini, 26 disposals, four clearances. Um, yeah, he's 21 years old, so yeah. he was a fairly high draft pick, and this could be the year. I say could. Uh, he could let us down um, fantastically once more. Nah, I think he's good. Um, now, let's quickly go through all of the rookies because there yeah. was a lot. Now, the ones Sam that are great, Collins, Collins, lock him up. I don't think he's moving anywhere from that defense after watching it live. Not only that, Tomo actually played the deepest, yep. and which was we were worried because you thought I actually thought maybe Tomo would go Sorry. fullback and Collins would then play yep. as more of an intercepting role, which is what we were hoping was going to happen because if he was playing fullback as a lockdown, yeah, wasn't not as be good. good. But no. center half back, center half back, drifted back in front of packs to take contested marks, amazing, unbelievable. What do you end up getting? Ninety something. Ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. Um. Lock him up. Uh, there's no one for 188k that's better value than him right now. Um, I do think he plays round one. The one I was really impressed with was also Chris Burgess, who actually played forward of the ball, and it looks like he will get a starting role as a lead up forward. He's yep. built. He's obviously a mature age recruit. He got 68. Now the one scary thing about that 68 is he obviously kicked three goals to get there. 
So that's the thing with key, with picking Gold key Coast forward rookies. Were impressive though. But they again, were. I don't know. The if ball movement was really good. I don't know if it says more about Gold Coast or less about um, you know the Bulldogs. But uh, Bulldogs couldn't score to save their life. I mean, they Agreed. had to get Wallace to kick their goal. Wallace, Wallace. What you're looking at, Wallace? Um, that's true. Um, Sorry, back to the rooks. Ben King, completely complete wash at this point. Um, Twelve Ex- super coach yeah. from forty nine percent. Expensive. Don't do it. No way. Uh, Isaac Rankin, again, uh, did some amazing things, and I think he will be a good player, but not no. super coach relevant this year. No, he is, yeah. Um, let's Jack Picocious again. Uh, no, no, no. 31 super coach from 66% game game time. Um, Bailey and Smith. I think that was... Oh, so on the dog side of things, it was Bailey Smith. Again, looked good. Um, his disposal was off, so he yeah. only got 29%. Um, sorry, 29 super coach. He had, but his price is a big worry, Chris. He's only he's one hundred and eighty k. Yeah, but he had nine disposals and three clangers yeah. in that nine. So I and mean, he's expensive. He's expensive again. Not touching him with a bar. Will Hayes one hundred seventeen k mid got 42, 15 touches. And not bad in fifty nine percent time on ground. So okay. that's not too bad. Not I'm not actually bad. happy with that. So fifteen touches, five inside fifties, mature yeah. age. So yeah, I think exactly. at this point, Will Hayes is taking the chocolates. The super impressive player of the night to me was Aaron Norton. Norton. Hey! Oh, Norton. Yeah, yeah, really played well. And I yeah. I mean, you know, from last year, I think most people had Aaron Norton. I had him pretty much most of the year until after the buys. Um, but I tell you what, he looks big now. He must have he put on some size in the offseason. He ate that chicken. Yeah, he, <laughs> ate that, he ate that protein. Had that protein? Um, yeah, so he looked really, really good. Yeah, tell you um, what. Now, just moving over to Twitchy. Um, tell you what, Chris, I think his meals were costing about 12 bucks each. He was having a full chicken <laughs> and a full thing of <laughs> yeah. pasta salad, I he reckon. He just goes just, down to Woolies and gets multiple yeah. full eats, chicken. Whole he, chicken. He, he eats a whole chicken and then, like, smashes a whole, like, potato Carb salad. Loads as well. Potato salad. Just protein and carbs. Just load up. That sounds fantastic. That, I know, right? We're going to do that. That's about a kilo and a half of food, I reckon. I'd love to be able to eat carbs so again. Good. Um, so Sonny said thoughts on Brayshaw. So we did touch on that, of course. Um, what do you think he averages? 105? Oh, I, think I think he gets that next step, but I, I think, don't think he gets uber premium status. I think he'll be between your, um, Heppel sort of types of 103s and yep. then kind of like your, uh, Bonson and Pelly's the 108 kind of mark. So yeah, yeah. you're probably looking at maybe a 105. Yeah, I think uh, that's about I think right. he'll be below your Heppel's, your Coniglio's, uh, not Heppel, sorry, below your, uh, Bonzapelli, your Coniglio types, Trelaw, Crouch, yeah. Merritt, he'll be below there. that one run below. And I, the other thing run. I'd say is that he hasn't had any attention yet. True. Not one ounce of attention. Probably oh, no, because only, a, a, a nice little tap on the head will knock him out, but. No, the only attention he's, <laughs> the only attention he's had in the last 12 months is his headgear. That's it, yeah. So. Yeah, the attention from the, uh, Brownlow boat guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, not attention. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no Brownlow, uh, event attention, just, uh, from his couch. Oh, dude. Um, so uh, Grimo said, Fancy Frico called a leg Markov, no leg Markov, last year to his inability to hit a target. Um, <laughs> I like that. So T-Man Hawk said, Bolter uh, Bolton in it. Uh, Dustin Martin, Hoare, I'm not so sure about. Happy to have. Uh, let's keep going. Brayshaw is an uber elite. Don't know about that. Um, yeah, maybe in Dream Team. Anyone who gets a kid gets uh, Richmond is a star. <laughs> oh, yeah. Calm <laughs> uh, down there, Spears. Let's, let's also... Like, yes, Brayshaw was good, but there's no Viney, there's no Jones in that mix. Uh, you put those two guys in. I still in, think he's in that st- mid No, I still mix. think he's going to be amazing. I still yeah. think he averages you over 100. But, yeah, to put him in your starting side, I mean, you might as well just put in a side bottom who had the best year ever and averaged 100. So. Uh, Nick Vass, 21, just said, Supercoach outsider said Brayshaw is a lock. So that must mean that to us he's not. No, yeah, <laughs> we're opposite. That's a terrible idea. How dare you quote Supercoach outsider to us? <laughs> 
The nerve. The nerve on this guy. <laughs> um, Dusty was oh. like Grundy last night. Never got out of second gear yet. Yeah. Grundy was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I still think Dusty is a great option. Um, but he's I'm actually thinking he might be better picked. than I thought, but we'll... Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, yeah. Um, oops, forgot I have Oliver. Miles played bugger, bugger all time and still, still scored well. Yeah, so something on Anthony Miles. Um, he did, did, I think he played a considerable amount of time, but not nearly as much as I thought he would. Let's have a look. Miles was, he got 68 supercoach and played 55% time on ground. Okay. So, yeah, that's all right. I mean, what was his true average then? Let's go to our spreadsheet. And by the way, we did up this spreadsheet. I'll um, flick it over so you guys can have a quick look at it yourselves. Here we go. Let's transition that over. Yep. Um, so this is a spreadsheet that uh, we did have a lot of help with this, but let's go find Miles for a, a little bit of a chin wag. Here we go. So Miles, so Miles 55% time on ground. He got 68. His adjusted time on ground score was 105. So if he maintained that scoring efficiency um, for the entire game, that's what he would have actually got. Yep, for 85% time on ground. Right. Um, I just noticed that he, uh, yeah, he turned the ball over quite a bit. He got four clangers on the day, so that would—that's his issue. Is that he can win the ball? I can, no, no problem with him winning, winning the ball. I mean, granted, it was not you know the best side he was in at the time, but his his um, disposal was pretty shocking, and I was actually really disappointed with his with some of his kick, kicking efforts, handballs to nothing, targets. It was yeah, it was not great. Yep, but yeah. Um, it's just, again, it's a lot of people are rusty at this stage of the season. So I'm with you. Well, let's now, move on. Collingwood and Fremantle. Chris, I'll let you take the lead while I go and parch myself. Ah, uh, fair enough. Would you like to grab a water for myself? Sir? I was going to. Thank so. you. Um, so yes, I think that it was a unique game because, um, and like Buckley said, they don't have their best 22 out there. Um, they're missing Adams for the start of the season now. He's confirmed that he's got a hand injury and will be out for at least the first three to four weeks. Um, so that's a little bit upsetting. Um, they've got Trelaw, of course, um, coming back. He'll play next week. Um, so that will impact the mid-rotations in the mid-time. But one thing I did notice is Scott Penelbree was absolutely fantastic, mainly in his clearance work. Um, and I think that's going to be a trend. I did touch on this at the start of the podcast where you find that the guys that have really amazing clearance skills um, are going to be in the center bounce more often. So someone like a Pendles could really increase his average. Um, still side bottom, played really well, but he, he, his best work wasn't done in the clearances. His best work was on the outside or in the spread um, when he was kicking inside 50 or kicking a goal. That goal was really good. Um, I'm interested to see what things that Tom Phillips can do. But yeah, Grundy looked like he didn't even get out of second gear and he still managed, I think, 97 super coach. Um, I think he's a little bit underdone, um, obviously, with the, with the foot. But I think he'll be right by round one. But he also had... Thank you, sir. Cheers. Uh, the other consideration, of course, uh, with someone like a Grundy, is that he's going. They rotated th- three or four different tools on him throughout the day, so he's you know getting fatigued, getting fatigued, and then they just kept rotating another tool onto him, which was just like, I'm sure it was just like, come on, bro, like get yeah. someone that's a little Give bit a break. Yeah, like he rucked solo the whole day and had three guys rotating on him. Like, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a bit weird to see that. Um, outside of that, um, Dane Beams played pretty well. I think that's pretty much going to be his role. I can't see him really averaging over 100 this year without max minutes with a full complement of midfielders. About 100 for this year, I think, is pretty you good. Reckon? For Dane Beams? No way. Yeah. You reckon lower? I'll go over. Over? You I'll take that bet. Over 100. You reckon Dane Beams averages over 100? Over 100. Okay, so give me a figure. Over 100. 
101. Yeah, 100.1. I might take that bet. I'll take over 100 for anything. All right, all right. Well, that might be someone to keep, keep an eye on that. Everyone out there, as if you wouldn't take Dane Beams over 100. Seriously. Jamie O looked good, but I wouldn't put him in anything standard just because of his body. Who knows when he's going to break down again. Darcy Moore kicked uh, four clangers, and at one stage you looked like everything that he touched was uh, turned putrid. Um, did they kick out, though? He did take kickouts, and he ended up scoring decent. So he had a, I think he got about 79. Let me see what his adjusted average was. Uh, and so he, he is rookie priced. Darcy Moore is only 230000 as a defender forward. So a lot of people are considering him. That's not the right Moore. Let's find other Moore. No. There we go, Darcy Moore. Adjusted average of 97. So someone that, um, someone that could potentially fill a role there. Yeah. Um, Expensive enough that you can have him at F4, um, just ahead of Setterfield. I mean, if you had more, and then Setterfield and then a, a Rook, that's a little bit of ease off your mind. I'll tell you one guy who I was keen on who I'm not now is uh, Griffin Logue. So remember at the start of the year, I thought, well, this guy has potential. He could be using it a lot. Nothing at all completely not on my radar at this point in time. Yep, agree. But I'll tell you who is a surprise packet is uh, Darcy Tucker. Yes, very much so. That was a very much a surprise packet. Uh, so looking at his stats, uh, 19, di- 19 disposals, but 15 contested. So he played a, a run with roll. 15 contested. Yeah, yes. he played a run with roll with um, Pendlebury, and then the second half he played on steel side bottom. That's crazy. Yeah. 15 out of 19 contested, 113 super coach points. Not bad at all. 13 tackles, that's why. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be touching him just because I'm not entirely sure what his role means for them this year, but... Jeez, um, I think he averaged like 60, so he's not, not good a bad, anyway. Yeah, not a bad draft. Little, yeah, uh, for draft smoking. option, he could go from that. a 60 up, you know. Um, Isaac Quaint, uh, Keenor, so um, I don't think he did terribly. I mean, he only got, what, what's Supercoach with it, 35 or so? Um, he 34. Got 30, 34. But he looked shaky with his, like, he looked rushed. He was like, I don't know the pace of the game. I just want to get rid of it as soon as I get it. Um, it looked like he didn't have that. Um, the X factor that I've seen him play with, or the composure, yeah, it just wasn't there, and I think that that's just like adjusting to the game time, like the time of the game, speed of the game, um, the contest. He just didn't quite get it, so I yeah. want to see him again before I pass judgment. For but... me, I thought he was rushed, like his parents when they're trying to pick a first name. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's <laughs> nice work. Um, and the other one that I liked as well was Tyler Brown, but. Um, just not enough, not a high enough scoring, but played well when he had, when he was on the ground. Um, outside of that, on the freer side of things, uh, Walters looked really good. Um, so how much do you have? Only played fifty five percent time on ground. Walters with an adjusted average of let's have a look here. Oh, beep boop beep. Uh, adjusted average of one thirty three. Which again, we know that Walters can do that. So he played through the yep. midfield, played up forward, kicked goals when he was up forward, and uh, and dominated through the midfield when he got there. Um, picking up clearances and Walters was great is, on the spread. Walters is, ha, that reminds me of last year. Great on the spread. <laughs> Classic. It always cracks me up. Um, yeah, but you know you're going to get that flash in the pan from Walters as well. So yep. that's not unsurprising. It just no, kind of not. makes you want to tempt that bait a little bit and uh, maybe give it a jiggle. I won't ever say that. was out of bounds. That was out of bounds. That was out of bounds. That was out of bounds. Yeah, or the Stephen Hill or whatever. Um, oh, geez, Stephen Hill quad surgery. Yeah, Rory Lobb was imp- was impressive. Um, but I don't think he's going to get hit outs in the main season though. No, that's the Too thing. Much. So he, he, he doesn't want to play ruck apparently. This, so. this is what I mean. He had twenty hit outs, and yeah. you, we all know like if Rory Lobb is going to be playing as a ruckman, then he's a good option. 
He will always be a good option because he scores a lot of points from... You see that to advantage. He's 207 centimetres. I don't know if you knew he was that tall, but he's, he's a tall guy. Yeah. But the rumour is that he wants to be playing forward. So if you've got... Who knows what the rumour is? No one talks. Who knows? I mean, Once he wanted to play in the ruck and now he wants to play as a forward. If he does play forward though, he's in consideration for my starting squad. He could completely change the way that I start my team. I could have Rory Lobb at, say, F3 with the, that ruck forward swing and play a Gorn. Then I'd, you know, literally break up my entire squad. So be interesting. Or I could still go the Mumford route, but just play, you know, Rory Lobb for the first couple of games. Who knows? Anyway, it's completely up in the air, but Sounds I'm Sounds like a it. mess. But I, again, we need more information. This, this game definitely gave us more questions. Um, Monday wasn't fantastic, but he did a role and played 70% game, game time. Yep. Luke Ryan wasn't fantastic, but he played 64% game time and did all right. After the solid um, hit out, I actually think, you know, like your Dangerfields, your, your McCrae's, they might actually not play as much in the second round. Yeah. Uh, whereas the guys that didn't play much, so your Merritts and that kind of thing, I think they will then step up this one. So, That's yeah, true. well, Dangerfield had... He and played then we still won't get the right information. Well, you won't, no. But Dangerfield played like 88% time on ground. So yeah. it's just crazy. So I now don't think... The other one only gets game time. I think he's probably locked into most people's um, squads. So Brett Bewley. Brett Bewley played... Um, he got a score of 48 on 53% time on ground with an adjusted average of 105 um, so no, sorry, I lie. He was thirty nine percent on the ground. Okay. So yeah, so someone who I think again, uh, mature age recruit. I think he will get game time early. Could potentially even be in the round one squad, and if he is, look. So I think he's in most people's um, on field team right Fair now. Fair call. So we'll see. So I think that pretty much wraps us up on that one, Chris. Any more it does. comments? Um, no, I just I, like the we started. No, just not, not you, Chris. The, oh, the kind of people that course, yes. I don't care about your comments. <laughs> what is this? Um, McRae is too expensive. If you already have Gorn, Grundy, and Danger, no, because you're gonna have to get him anyway because he's gonna be that good of a scorer. Sorry, Team Man Hook, that was uh, you. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, if you go the whole season without having the top Supercoach scorer or one of the top three or four. You're not anywhere near competitive for overall scoring. You're assuming he will be a top scorer. Well, I mean, there is nothing to suggest that McRae is not going to be able to hold his average. Nothing. Yeah. He's had a good preseason. He's was the top averaging player from last, true averaging player from last year. His role isn't changing in a midfield that everyone else is changing around him. Um, I can't imagine a yeah, no, world I'm with, where I'm with you. I am with you. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Nearly every centre bounce was uh, McRae, Liver, and Bont. Yeah, exactly. And with Wallace rotating through. And that was fantastic to see. Oh, look, they actually... Yeah, Wallace played a lot, actually, through the mid and then forward. Yeah, well, the issue was with, that, I, that I found with the Dogs is that they were fantastic um, in the midfield, but going forward, they really lacked... They didn't have Boyd. They didn't have bloody Shaggy. Yeah, they lacked moving forward. So that, that really sucked for them. So hopefully they can pull that together. Yeah. Um, so Nick uh, Nick Vass uh, twenty two says uh, Elliot will kick forty five goals this year. If Elliot does kick that, that'd be amazing. I I'm taking he, I'm taking under. I'd be happy if he plays fifteen games and plays the finals. To be honest, so that'd be good. Um, what was Keenor like? We went through that. Uh, pronounced Keenor, Quainor, not Keenor. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Hopefully. Um, how long are you guys into your stream? We are now Jeez, too one long. hour and fifty three minutes into our stream. Too long. And it's almost done. Thank you, Sir Black Knight. So yes. it is almost done. It is done. Um, well, yeah, the draft talk. Do we do the draft talk, Chris? Well, I think we do because I think there's people out there that have been hanging out. So Jeez. let's quickly go through a few things that we noticed about draft selections on the night. Um, and the first one was the first round. 
was, it was a shocker. It was Lockie, crazy, wasn't Lockie it? Neal was pick 14. And this guy ended up with Grundy and Lockie Neal, and I just... That killed you, didn't oh, it? I just shot myself, seriously. Yeah. Like, what the um, hell? How does Lockie Neal scrape to the second round after all that? So, I, my, our personal belief is that there's a clear top four in any draft this year, and it's uh, it's Patrick Dangerfield pretty much number one. I don't think any draft should yep. be going without Dangerfield number one. Grundy two. Grundy two. McCray and then three. McCray and Cripps, depending and Cripps. on where, where yep. you see him. After that, you've then got... Then it's a group of about five guys. Another, another four. You have a group of another four. You then have your uh, Kelly, your Oliver, your uh, Fife, and your... Um, Neil, maybe? That... Neil, did I say Neil? Oh, no. Neil, oh, okay. Neil, Neil wasn't in that list. Okay. But should, so should Kelly, be. yeah, Neil. Yep, five yeah, yeah. and Oliver. So there's another four. Yeah, or so. Max Gorn. And so. then Max Gorn who went at pick 11. So Max Gorn falls at pick 11, which really yep. shocked us. So I think you'll find le- le- leagues will either underrate Gorn or overrate Gorn. Yes. So Gorn's going to either go really early. Depending on how researched they are, people might or think maybe he's if dropping. Melbourne he's, supporters might, yeah, or... People think he might be dropping in. Value so, but that being said, we had uh, one guy was real bullish on uh, Coniglio. With, yeah, went with real early with six, pick six with Coniglio, which over, is crazy. Over um, Beams went at pick eleven before Lockie Neal, which is again absolutely crazy. Yeah, people. Are... Uh, sorry, no, pick thirteen instead of pick fourteen. Uh, Lloyd went with pick twelve, so he went at the end of the first round there. So, but the usual types. So the ones that have been spoken about heaps in the preseason, uh, McGrath. Uh, Heaney went uh, at the start of the yeah. third, which is pretty much as I expected. Start of the third round, Heaney went. You could even take Heaney in the second round, which is what he, where he went uh, in our other draft. I actually took him at the end of the second round uh, in, in, a in a snake. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So one hundred percent. So the guys like McGrath, everyone just jumped early. I mean, I even jumped early on Zach Williams. Yeah. Uh, at around that low ninety average, I jumped at his true average there, just because I wanted someone that was half decent. Um, um, so just quickly, uh, Jay Corrala just said, got pick one in our brand new Keeper League. Um, who is the player that you would take if you're in this position? Oh. So, How, oh, in a Keeper well, League. Keeper Probably League. Patrick Cripps, I'd say, with yeah, without hesitation. Mm. He's still too, he's still young. I know he's still Him young. Or Grundy. Yeah, Grund, Grund, actually, Grundy's, Grund, actually, they're I'd both probably, the same age, I'd probably say Grundy. So, oh, the, th- the difference, I suppose, is what... Um, You'd think longevity for yeah. a Ruckman. A I'd, Ruckman can get older and still perform quite well, whereas midfielders scoring yeah. stop around that sort of 29, 30. I actually think Walsh will be going very early in a keeper league, but it depends on how long. Yeah, uh, with it, keeper leagues, it's like who are you going to play with well, and how long are you going to be playing with them How long are you going to be playing with them? Yeah, so if you think, oh, maybe oh, we'll only play for four or five years, yeah, then you might as well just have a four or five-year window. Um, whereas if you think, hey, like we might actually be playing in about eight or nine years' time, then you probably go, okay, well, Grundy could probably still get a good another six or so years. Yeah, I agree. Uh, otherwise, Walsh, if you go on the long term, he could be the Gary Ablett of the decade. You don't know. Yeah. Or he could absolutely fall in a heap and then be like a Tumpus. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. one's that bad. Yeah, true. Um, true, true, true. Yeah, I personally, I think you go Crips because the, the, the whole purpose of like a keeper league, generally speaking, I mean, unless you're going to, have these friends forever. You're not going to play with them that long. I mean, if a keeper like if keeper league goes for four or five years, Grundy. that's a great league. Take Grundy. You'll get another first round midfielder coming through. Grundy, Gr- one of those two for sure. Grundy will last you ages, and he's killing it already, yeah. and he's so young. I think Grundy. Plus, is then you get to watch Collingwood every week and cheer for Brady. Well, actually, no, scrap that. <laughs> um, how many beatings can you handle, Ben? Oh, from Stancy. <laughs> uh, a lot, actually. 
No, um, I'm going to actually cut his admin privileges. So one thing, I went into the draft like this, so, and this is how I think that this year's draft should handle, and we both agreed, but he had to change his tactics. Oh, because I did, because you were, you were, I went in there thinking, okay, because we, we worked it out, There's not yep. we had a 12-person league, which meant the midfielders were going to dry up thick and thin, so we actually, I went in there going, I'm going to try and go massively midfield. I was going to try and get a Heaney if I could, but apart from Heaney, he was the only guy I was actually looking at. So I was trying to really wrap up some awesome guys, guys that have been previous top 10s. So you're looking at your Zerits, your Crouches, your Zorkos, your Sloans, you know, even like JPK. Yep. So there's a lot of depth there, so you can get so much value. You can get them pretty late Except too. this guy, we're looking at it, and I think we were about both five mids deep each, and he's we got were. the exact same strategy as me, except he's taken... Guys, just a just little, little bit just earlier. a little bit better that, and a little, little bit, bit better earlier. average. So I'm sitting there going, crap, so then I end up changing. The guys that can potentially average, say, 105, 107 instead of 100. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so in the end, because we were both tag teaming, essentially, uh, high five for the Eskimo brothers, um, <laughs> just absolutely smashing it. So then everyone else started to freak out. So guys ended up with some of the most dodgiest midfielders ever. We posted yeah. the photo of our of our of the photos. We did. So yeah, they might have some good forwards and whatever. But I find it feels where the points are essentially yep. because we I went into this literally seven midfielders right that you need I want six of them to at very least average me a hundred points which is going to be more than most of everyone else's forwards and defenders there's very few defenders that are you know, going over a hundred so let's say if you just focus especially in draft on getting six midfielders that are going to average it's a points game six midfielders that can get you over a hundred potentially 105 you're way ahead of the pack. Way ahead. Yeah, I think there's a lot more value this year in defense. I actually wanted to get a yeah. couple. I wanted to get a few more forwards yep. in my mix, except all the good ones went. So then I was like, okay, well, then I'll just keep going with my midfield a little bit more and then pluck away a couple of defenders, yep. which I was happy to do. But that was the strategy. We both had a similar strategy. Both our teams are pretty solid. I'm happy with how I went. Um, so you can check the comments as well with our teams. But Yeah, I went I for value in, the, in defense, yep. and then I went. So I went six straight up mids, and then I went four straight up forwards and then i went four defenders and then i filled the last little holes with value selections yep it's pretty and much um i end up following through a little bit more on the mids and actually benched uh, someone but yeah i think it worked out i had pick eight so i had to do something creative and the only problem was my strategy was lined up with this guy below we didn't know that going the, in by no, the way like we, no, we, we didn't, didn't know that. we didn't have any idea about what each the, person the problem was. was we actually did a draft like the week before that yeah and you probably saw my strategy then because yeah. i loaded up on mids and my team was schmick and I think you actually did something similar that day too. So I did, and there are outliers like you know if, if Jake Lloyd's in your round two selection at thirteen. Oh, you gotta go there. You gotta go there. But I like I didn't. There was no way I was getting that at pick five and twenty or whatever I had. Or, oh, snake! I don't yeah. like snake, but that's just me. Anyway, uh, anyway, we can see that on the line. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting with draft. You just know your players as well. So I mean, we picked a couple of them, uh, but there's always going to be surprises. Yeah. So that spreadsheet that we gave is one of the most valuable things you can do in a draft oh, because. Huge. All your injuries are there. How many people chose injured players? So many. So if you don't know... Yeah, they're picking somebody and they're like, oh, like Taylor Adams got chosen third round. Yep. And we're like, oh, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy that yeah. guy who's not playing until five, you know, round six or whatever it is. Uh, enjoy that guy who's out for eight weeks or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, is he? Oh, crap. I'm like, Unlucky. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's what happens in a band today where, you know, yeah. we, we obviously put way too much time to this that Chris we become, should. Chris becomes some smug pompous being like, <laughs> as soon as someone makes a pick, as soon as someone makes a pick, Chris can't help himself. He's like, well, because shit, like, yeah, shit pick. Literally, he'd be like, shit yeah, pick. Shit pick. 
No, nah, that guy's not going to even average 80 this year. He's not even going to fucking play. All his little snide comments. <laughs> yeah. Literally just rips on everybody. Or oh, sometimes he's like, dude. or if he's trying to G them up because they're like a rookie player, he'll be like, yeah, great pick. Keep, <laughs> yep. keep them up. Keep making That's more of them. That's what you want. Keep yep. making more Someone of Someone went Sam Walsh pick. as well. So that, I mean, that happened. Someone went Sam. And they went in early. Like they went real early on a Sam Walsh. And I was like, what do you think he's going to average? Like, and so if I'll you're like, but I mean, you got seven probably, mids. I probably thought it was a keeper mid. <laughs> Anyway, it is fun. It's um, but the one thing I thought this year though was a lot more competitive than last year. The two guys that came into our league this year, yeah, they actually were really good drafting their, they their threw players. Some, they threw so, some curveballs. So yeah, here's my strategy: number one, go in there prepared. I have all the information in front of you. Look over it, so that way you know the gist of everyone's situation. Number two, then, is have an idea on how you want to pick but then don't be afraid to throw it out the window because you might start off with a strategy. Next minute, everybody else is picking similar. So then you go, okay, well, you know what I mean? There's there's still no, one, the value? Well, no one's picking yeah. defense. So maybe if I jump to defense first, I can then pick off the higher averaging defenders before they then catch up. So yeah. you don't want to follow suit. There's no point having the 10th best midfielder, the 10th best forward, the 10th best defender, and then just following everybody else. You might as well go, you know, 10th best midfielder, maybe, depending, or go from there. Maybe the you know one of the best defenders while they go forwards, and then when they go defenders, you go bang, then you go forwards, and then you get the next best of that lot. So instead of chasing tail, you want to kind of make moves in the back. You end. want to try and control the picks based on how aggressive you're selecting. Correct. So that's what I try to do. And you can we look. You can throw people off, Chris. If we read out who like the we threw off whoever the first pick was, we threw him right off. By picking the way we did, and then even other people just throwing, you know, like Dane Beams, all these other picks that you weren't expecting. This guy was our number one pick, and he got thrown off, I reckon, because it was his team was not good for pick one. Not that great. Yeah. And so what ended up happening is because we me, we both went really hard on mids early, by the time that the other guys started coming back around to mids, they started to panic because there wasn't any like decent mids left. And they just started like it was cannon fodder. Everyone's going mids, everyone's going mids. And that just freed up all of the forwards and defenders for us to pick whatever we yeah. want. All right, so, so let's, let's read this out. Chris's control midfield. Control your picks and then other people will start panicking. Chris's midfield, he's got McRae, Yo, Zorko, Steele, JPK, Shield, Greenwood. And um, then I have got uh, Kelly, Merritt, Crouch, Ross, Cochin, Murphy, Hannes, as well as I've got Aaron Hall on my bench. And then let's put it this way, Felice, who loaded up on defense. So his defense is great. He's got Lloyd, Whitfield, Howe, McGrath, Burton. Not a bad defense at all. McLean, Dugowie, Lysette, yeah, not so bad in there either. But then he's got Brayshaw as his number one mid. Not so bad. Then he's got Dom Sheed, Berry, McCluggage, Langford, Dermont, and Cousins. That's that's not going to get him anywhere near the top eight. Correct. He's going to get... So these guys end up having these dodgy ones where you end up having like Sam Walsh, uh, Sire, Sia? Sire, Sire, the Sire, Sire, yeah. uh, Sam Powell, Pepper. Oh, by know, the way, Stone James, speculatives. you shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> oh yeah, true that. But no, but that's again, you need to be able to adapt because no matter how well you plan, you have to actually, in order to get the best team, you have to have be able to think quickly, adjust to what other people are doing, so that way you then get the best selection. So whether that means moving to another line or whether that means jumping earlier. So what I ended up learning was I ended up. Where I placed everybody, if I wanted them, if I jumped around earlier than Chris, I could have got all the guys I wanted. Yep. Basically. Instead, I ended up picking around late and I missed out on eight people. So because I missed out on those eight people, my team was actually significantly worse because I was actually saving them for the, a certain time 
Whereas if I just forgot one person and just went around earlier, then Chris would have been like, damn it, I was looking at that guy, you yeah. know, and I would have done that to him eight times just based on one round. Now, what do I do? And this is just another draft strategy you can apply. And we have separate draft strategies in terms of how we value people is that I go through every single player on a list, every single person, and I put down what I believe they're going to average. That's what- probably why we had similar this year because yeah. normally when I'm top four, I don't do that. I just have my, have my sheet. And then I go from the highest averaging players with my ones my value highlighted. Yeah. So then that way I throw them the highlighted ones in the mix as I feel like they're getting to it. Being pick eight, I actually did the same thing as you and put all the averages in, which is probably why we probably rated them similarly. Yeah. And then you were just picking them off before me. Yeah. And I was kind of going through. So my I'm list. putting Steele at say a 105 average, which is where I think he might be able to average this year. I won't pick him at 105, but I'll pick him at around 100 average. So I'm still getting value. People aren't looking at Jack Steele yet. So they're all looking at him at 94. But I'm picking someone who I think this year is going to improve. Yep. Now, people I think aren't going to improve are going to hold their value. I'm still going to pick them at 94. But the likelihood is that yep. someone else or might get them at that on the point. Pl- on the other side, if you see a guy who's averaging 100 and you don't think he's going to get there, a.k.a. Westhoff, who went very early in the ruck for some reason, um, you just leave them and let somebody else pick them because that's their points lost. It's yeah. not yours. So you do still need to get value out of your picks. You don't want to jump early, correct? but you do want to get value out of them. So you've got to be careful but, with it. And also pick guys that you like. Oh, for some reason, I don't even have a Lions player this year. I missed out on Zorks. I've got a couple. That's it. I've got Zorks. Yeah. So hey. just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, but That's pretty much it, I suppose. Yeah. It's, it's all about your own you know, perception on them, how you think they're going to go, how you rate them. It's all about how you rate them. Yep. I rate people differently to Chris, and that's he why we pick, we pick differently. Um, and also pick guys that you like watching if you are in a banter league or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Like this year, I actually went for guys that, that you know their names, majoritarily. <laughs> well, being at pick eight, I was like, well, I'm just going for quality players. Yeah. And you know their name. Because at least that way, when you watch it, you know who they he are. He just likes losing as well, so that's be No, fun. well, Zach Williams, Hibbard, Stewart, Hooley, Langford, Kelly, Merritt, Crouch, Ross, Cochin, Murphy, Hannes, uh, <laughs> Name Curvis. Don't you laugh? Uh, Name Curvis, and then I've got Franklin, Wallace, Kurnow, uh, Aaron Hall, Cruiser, Grig, and Houston. So, yeah, my last two forwards are horrible. Um, now, uh, th- one thing that is going to be fun, we did mention at the start, uh, before we wrap up here, is that we are obviously going to um, next... Uh, where, when is it? Um, uh, we've got two leagues next weekend, not this weekend. Yeah, not next this weekend, weekend we've got a keeper league selection, and we've got a single-season draft coming through. We're going to live stream the single season draft. It's going to be awesome. We've got um, quite a lot of guys that are in the Twitch right now um, or their uh, regular followers. They're going to be all live streamed. It's going to be really fun. So you can jump on board, yep. bag people for their shit picks, um, get on them. It's going to be hilarious. So um, feel free to come on board for that Twitch session. It's going to be great. Correct. And I'm going to do a sneaky little league code reveal. So if you're already in one of our leagues, please just stay away. You don't need to be in five leagues. We know who you are. Yep. Um, 706158. We're not going to announce this. We're not going to post it anywhere. We're just going to wait until this team fills up. So if you haven't joined one of our leagues already, Please don't message me in 24 hours once it's been live for 24 hours and saying <laughs> one of these 16 spots is not full. It will fill up quickly. I understand you might not get in quick enough, but... The divisions are also coming. So if you think you're going to be in the divisions, we're going to set that up in the next week and uh, we'll be doing that live as well. So yes. So I'm going to read it twice more. 706-158. That's it. 706-158. Is that so, 706158? It is. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo, my friend. 
Well so, done, sir. Yes, jump in. The first 16 in there, congratulations. I also like to put in little footnotes as well uh, for those of you who might actually see that. Uh, I like to put in some funny stuff. So this one I put in something like being, congratulations, you know, you have successfully found the secret, you know, the secret division. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Unless your name's Lucky Hunter, then get out. <laughs> Fair enough. Pretty much. I reckon he does. He, sound, he, he's like, he looks like the type of guy that would be in the city. Yeah, that's why he had such a good year. Anyway, yeah. we have rambled on long enough. Thank you very much for having us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to all of our Twitch followers who have been live with us for most of the night, even we if have. you pop on for half an hour and join us and have a say, or for those that have stuck with us the whole way. Uh, I think even still now we have quite Thank a few. Thank you very much. We do. appreciate you all. appreciate you all. And to everyone on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, however you engage with us. Thank you very much. We love you all. And we've been blown away this week with the um, reception and hospitality. I think we've, we've grown by about 20% this week alone. Oh, so I'm hard. I'm, I've grown by 20%. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Anyway, thank you again. And that's how we get followers. And good night. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes. So the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent. The P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut and the end is necessary cause I'm never giving up see they ask me how I did it I just did it from the heart crushing the competition been doing it from the start they say that every champion is all about his principles carry